Hey, what's going on? My name is Henry, and before we get started into this video, into this podcast, I just wanted to let you guys know that Raphael is giving his beta away on his Discord on November 5th. So if you're watching this before November 5th, you only got like two more days. If you're watching this after, go jump on it real quick, because it's not going to be on there forever. Okay, bye. Yo, what's going on? My name is Henry and this is Breaking the Program where we take a look at up and coming creators. Today we have Raphael. He is a game developer working on his first commercial project, Planet Cleaners. Hello, Raphael. How are you doing today? I'm great. You, Henry, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. I'm really excited to have you on. Uh, Super excited. Um, So the first thing that I wanted to talk about uh, is what got you into the mindset of getting into game development? Like like where did that take place? Was that like in middle school? Did you always know? When did that happen? Actually, it started really, really early. I remember my my dad showed me PowerPoint like when I was really young, probably Mm -hmm. like five, six, something like that. Mm-hmm. And um, I had a lot of fun with it, just making random stuff. And I also like, I really liked animation at the time. I, w- I was using a software called uh, Toon Boom, made some small yes. little uh, uh-huh. animations. Yeah. And uh, I ended up starting making games in PowerPoint. Uh, so. <laughs> yeah. So that was pretty weird. Uh, obviously, it's not really uh, great games, you know, it's PowerPoint. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think if you. T- <laughs> yeah. I just, I, I don't think if you told a lot of people, like, yeah, I started with PowerPoint and then game development, like, they were like, what? Uh. Yeah, I, I, but I, I actually met people that made games in PowerPoint, too, and I was actually oh, really? surprised. Wow, yeah, there's, a... there's actually a bunch of people online making games with PowerPoint right wow, now. It's that's pretty great. messed up. I would have never yeah. guessed that. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's pretty weird. But yeah, so, but, you know, I made, like, one or two games in PowerPoint. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, making games are, uh, that's awesome. I want to do that. And I, I remember I was with my cousin. And he, he was playing around with um, a software on his computer. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait, what's that? It was like, oh, that's uh, RPG Maker 3. I got it cracked. You want it? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, give me that. And so, yeah, I started with um, RPG Maker uh, 2003. Honestly, I, at the time, the, the software was a bit too complicated for me. As simple as RPG Maker is. So I was making like really basic stuff, but I was having like so much fun. Mm-hmm. Because and... you're only like six or seven at the time you said, right? Yeah, yeah. I was. And uh, then I kind of, honestly, I kind of steered away from games and really got into Visual Basic and programming small softwares. Mm -hmm. I'd make like kind of phone simulations on my computer, things like that. Like, but really basic stuff like, or launchers for, uh, for games like at the time, I was so like cringy. Like I made a launcher for Dofus, which is a, like a, a MMO. But Dofus already had a launcher, so I made a launcher for a launcher. <laughs> that was so I was so freaking happy of like having that made. What exactly is a launcher? It's just like a, a UI. Oh, it's, it's just like you double click on it, uh-huh. and then it shows a picture of the of the game, and then you know, <laughs> like it says, "Oh, like click here to play." And then, yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, you all, everybody has to start somewhere, right? Like, I remember when yeah, I first definitely. started. Yeah, when I first started editing, I just did stuff in um in Movie Maker, and anybody that uses Movie Maker goes, <laughs> that thing does not do anything. You just it's basically like a slideshow editor. You just put things together. Yeah. But you, you know, we all start somewhere. It's cool that you started doing that, and now you know where you are right now. So yeah, uh, you said you got into programming, and then. 
like was there ever a point where you were thinking like maybe game design isn't that the thing for me or was it always like in the back of your head because you dipped down into programming for a little bit and did you ever have a time where you were thinking like maybe I could be a, a programmer instead of a video game designer? Yeah, well, actually, uh, the game designer part came really uh, late. Mm -hmm. um, at first, I wanted to be a graphic designer, uh, but I was just like messing up with uh, Visual Basic for fun, you know? Mm -hmm. And eventually that transformed into, oh, wait, like maybe graphic design is in my thing. Maybe I want to go in programming. Mm -hmm. And so uh, when I was uh, searching for schools, I was looking at programming courses to make video games. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's when, like, you know, uh, past high school and everything, uh, I was making games at home uh, on Unity. I had started making, like, small little games. Nothing crazy, but it was a start, and I was really happy about it. And I felt like that I was going somewhere. And I wanted to expand my, my knowledge in programming because I thought, like, you know, what do you need to make games? Code Program, right. I, I thought that was pretty much it, you know, mm -hmm. at the time. And so I went into uh, into schools, uh, look at their program, and some guy that was sh showing me around the, sc the school was like, "Hey, we are, we have all these different programs, so we have programming." And uh, actually, at the time, programming it was the first year they were integrating programming in the school. Oh, really? Uh, you, you had art, and I think the reason for that is that there's like so many jobs in Montreal, like for artists, they can find jobs in uh, video games, but they can, they can also find jobs for movies and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I feel like Montreal so, is a like a really good hub for just creative artists in general. Oh, like definitely. Huge. Yeah, the like best. The yeah. films, art, like anything over there you can find. Oh, for sure. There, there's a there's ton of events as well. Like I, I wish I could go to all of them. Yeah. <laughs> Montreal is such an amazing place for creators. Uh, but yeah, so I, I, they were like, oh, well, there's programming, but there's also game design. And I, I had actually never heard of game design before. Mm -hmm. And the way they kind of pitched it to me was you basically learn how to think and come up with game mechanics. And then you, you, you uh, I don't know how to explain how they, they pitched it to me first. but That's okay. Um, so you said yeah. they, well, they pitched you game design and it appealed to you. This is like, yo, this is a thing that I've been looking for this whole time, right? Yeah, because the way they pitched it to me, that's what I was trying to say. Is was, it was like game design, the game design kind of englobed the whole thing, you know? Mm -hmm. they, they, you'd see like programming, you'd see art, and you'd see like how to create game mechanics. And like game mechanics to me was fascinating at the time, like... I was like, wait, like you can actually like, that's a job. Like you can sit down and just design <laughs> things. Yeah. And I was like, wait, like, how is that a job? And I was like, yeah, definitely. I'm going in there. Like, <laughs> that's crazy. I didn't know people got paid for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was pretty shocked. And uh, honestly, I still am, but that's, that's another topic. But uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I got into that. Yeah, that's that's how I, I got interested in uh, game design. So that's always just like since you were a kid, PowerPoint, and then just building on on top of that. Because it seemed like you were studying different things throughout your time growing up, like programming, then just like the whole oh, concept. Yeah. Of that. And then well, when I had mm -hmm. yeah, I had a computer very early on, so I just played around with everything that right. was available online. Yeah. So, so you were like an all in it. Was it was it only game design? Or did you like study other things too, like things that that doesn't really have to do with games, but we're still in the tech tech sector. Well, I mean, I know how to make music. In high school, I did like five years of drums. So, and music is has always been a very big part of my life. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, you could, I, I 
Yeah, yeah. you could argue that that's kind of uh, involved in game design because there's like I know sound is a huge part of game design. Also, it's a huge yeah, part yeah, of, of a lot design, of things. Yeah. yeah, a lot of things actually. Um, so you got into the college. How was the the process of actually being in that college? Like, was it like really hard? Like, how intense was it? Uh, you know, in Montreal we have that thing. So uh, after high school, you need to go to college, or mm -hmm. what we call CIGEP here. And I had a hard time going through high school. I was more interested in you know playing with my computer at home, right? And uh, not really caring about maths and stuff, and or French or whatever uh i had a hard time at school and i really just wanted to make games so after high school i was like i want to make games i don't want to go back to learning maths and french and right, stuff like right. that it's not uh, so yeah that was that wasn't what i wanted to do and of course like it, it was a hard decision to make because it's kind of unsure it's not the classic you know path but yeah i feel like um, that's with any creative thing like if you're if you ever want to do something that's outside because you know most people just get like an office job when they grow up and that's how they make their living so especially if you're just working in the creative field that's unsure it's so unstable and it must have been yeah. like such a big decision for you at that time yeah but i honestly like to be honest i i hated high school so much that at that point i really knew uh that all i wanted was a very unstable life <laughs> um <laughs> like yeah so i was like you know what like F it, like I'm, I'm going in, into that school, and it was even a, a bigger leap at the time because in Quebec you're actually not allowed to go into one of these schools after high school. You need one one year of studying in um, in CJEP to, mm -hmm. or or any type of field to, or or even you can't you can like take a year of like doing nothing, and then you can go to these schools. Like they just want you to do anything else. Then go to these schools so, after high school. So how did you get around that then? Well, basically, uh, the school, you know, there's like a test that you need to pass to get into the school. And I, so I passed the test mm -hmm. and it told me, well, you have a very interesting um, portfolio. You know, like I mentioned, I, I had made games at the time. So right, in RPG, uh, I showed them. And Unity, Yeah, I made right? a bunch of stuff. Yeah, Unity, a lot of Unity. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I still use Toon Boom and... At that point, I was in Harmony, so I was drawing some pretty cool stuff. Mm -hmm. So yeah, they were like, "Yeah, that's pretty cool, and we really want you in, and we don't know, but we we can't take you, right? Because the government says so." So yeah, yeah. What we, what we can do is we can send you to. So the school's called uh, is called the uh, Isar Digital, uh -huh. and so it's a French school. So they have a, a school in in Paris and one in Montreal, and they have like a link with Tokyo, I think, mm -hmm. but uh, in an, in a university. So they told me, yeah, you can go in Paris study one year there and then come back in Montreal and do two more years. <laughs> yeah, do the rest of it. Uh -huh. uh, yeah, so at the, at the time I was 17. <laughs> I didn't really know how to react. So yeah, I, I went. It must have been like, so just like shocking, like you're 17, then you're going to Paris to go to study game design, like the thing that you didn't even know existed. And now you're yeah, doing it was... in a whole new, you know. <laughs> yeah, it was a super weird experience because like i mentioned like, at the time i was super lost you know like mm -hmm. i hated high school and that was done so i was like i'm free i can do whatever i want right mm -hmm. i i received that email of them responding to my application and i kind of like went to my mom and i was joking around about it it's like hey look mom like i could go to paris study for a year like and but i said that like as a joke right yeah, like, like I, I can't do that like yeah, yeah. and my mom just looked at me and she she, she said like you should do it. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> you didn't think <laughs> you were going to get a support on that? Yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> I was really surprised. And that really shook me because that was even more of like, yo, dude, like you can do whatever, like just live your life. Yeah. 
So I was like, I was really shook. And yeah, from that on, uh, that kind of worked out. So I took a plane and I went to Paris and I was like, definitely one of the best years of my life. I mean, the school was, uh, yeah, to, to go back to your question, uh, it was a big turnaround, but yeah, the school was very intense in that first year, uh, because they make like a selection of like which kids they want to keep for, uh, the next uh, two years, mm -hmm. it's really hard. They really put the pressure on you. And honestly, like schools in France and I think in Europe in general is so much focused on theory and they really put pressure on the students. I feel like in America, it's there's way less pressure and they'll let you slack a bit. And mm -hmm. I mean, it's two different train of thoughts like really in paris i was like okay that's that's messed up like they're really pushing us to the limit yeah, like yeah, i remember far. like yeah yeah i remember like staying up till 4 a.m like every single night for weeks uh, drinking like 12 coffees a day and that wasn't that wasn't like me like screwing up anything or not listening in class that was or just whatever. you that trying was to like actually keep up like just like this was something that you wanted to do and you still couldn't keep up with it even with with all the classes. Oh, but I, I, I mean, I kept up with it because, like, I had no life. Right, you, right. You know, that's like, what I meant. Like, you had to sacrifice all of your time just to keep up with the course. Like, that's how intense it was. Yeah, but since I had, you know, like, I, I just moved in in Paris. I have no friends. I have nothing to do. Uh -huh. I have a little, my apartment was a bed in a kitchen, you mm -hmm. know. It was super, super small. I had, I had nothing to do other than study and work. Right. So that's what I did. And I learned like so much in, in that one year. Like, it's crazy. I think like most of the things I know right now is from that one year. Just the first even year. Even though I, I did. Yeah, yeah. Just the first year. Uh -huh. Because I was so focused on it. I was really just like, I want to learn how to make games. And since the school was really pushing us to our limits, I felt like they were giving me all the tools I needed to succeed, right? To mm learn how to make games really quickly if i look at it and i say like wait but if you're not in that mindset uh, the mindset that i was on at the time and you just okay you're going through school like whatever just another school and anything you're if you're not get dropped, that mindset right? oh definitely yeah definitely it's it's rough you know and i was like yeah that's exactly what i want to do you know i want to get like super strict because you know if you don't get strict feedback on what you're doing and I, I, I feel like I kind of share that with my community on my view. I, well, well I, at least I try. Uh -huh. I mean, you know, like if you don't give me like honest feedback and really like harsh feedback, something like, like hey, that sucks. Like you really need to change that for yeah, that, yeah. That, that, that reason. It would be much better that way. Yeah, just I mean, like something constructive, right? Because I know a lot of people, yeah. when you ask a lot of people, especially friends and family, it's like oh how is this like look oh that's great you know they give you a pat on the back and it's not yeah it might be nice like it might make you feel nice but it's not very helpful for you because you know like wait i don't i appreciate that thank you but i know it's not but, working how how can yeah. i help yeah how can i make it better right and so and that's actually one of the things you know like when i was a kid making games at home like coming back from school and i'd show that to my friends or i'd show that to my family and we're like oh that's super nice and i was like okay thanks thank you <laughs> yeah, I, went, <laughs> yeah. I went to that school and they were like what did you do there that's disgusting like, it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. I was like 
wait you're right it doesn't it doesn't work like it's really bad like i need to change that yeah and i really learned from that and i was like if i could right now like i'd legit pay someone to like bash me every single day on what i'm doing <laughs> i think that's like, a good just... mindset to have i think it's a very good mindset to have especially if you want to improve quickly that that is yeah the way that you should be thinking yeah well actually that's one of the things that really um like i was really sad when i came back to montreal because uh when i started the school there it wasn't that uh, french mentality anymore it was really like oh like just do the homework and if you, you've done it you'll pass i was like wait what like it was a part of wanna... the same school though right yeah it was it was the same school so but i i I have like a very like clear memory of my second year, like doing an exercise and then getting my grade. And I swear it was a hundred percent. And you know, in my with with that mindset that I had, I was like, it is just impossible to give a hundred percent to someone. Like, yeah, because that means like it's perfect. Can be per right? Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. And nothing can be perfect. You said you you mentioned just a few seconds ago. You said that was the French mentality. Do you think like that's all French people that are like that, or is it just like? From what I've seen in Paris, maybe I don't know if it's like that in all of France. You know, I've I've uh -huh. only been to Paris, but they really have uh, that uh, performing. That that's really something. Performing is really something that they support. Uh -huh. And if you're not performing, you're worthless. Like <laughs> that's really the feeling I got from there. And I don't think that's sane. <laughs> uh, uh huh. But I kind of liked it, so yeah. I went with it. You know. Yeah, I feel there's like a lot of people that talk about that, uh, especially like not well, like successful people where they say like, oh, yeah, when I was going through this, it broke me down so much just because they 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 gave so much feedback and it wasn't in a nice way. Uh, there was this um, this monk that I actually watched and he was talking about going to the Buddhist temple oh yeah. yeah actually i i was talking about some yeah someone yeah. talked to me about that though. yeah and he was very like they he said like i want to start up a dojo or whatever it's called um but yeah, i want yeah. to train people the way they train me over there and people don't like that in america <laughs> so i don't know if how Yo, successful definitely. yeah <laughs> I, don't know how I, i know i know some people like i'm sure some people in america would love that but yeah. it's just you got to find your niche you know yeah and it's i feel like america well i've only lived in america my whole life so people in general okay. in america they're like very they just want you to be happy they're very friendly um so yeah. there's a lot of <laughs> that's not the case in paris <laughs> yeah. why are you hey why are you smiling bro what, what's up with that <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> like oh my god yeah it's such a different mentality you know yeah and i mean i i really like i said the best year of my life but Like so many things shocked me, and I was like, "It's you know, it's not just in schools, right? Mm -hmm. It's everywhere." And like, like here in America, we have the thing where the 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 client kind of is the king, you know. Mm -hmm. Like, if you go into a coffee shop and you just order a coffee, you'll be treated like a king, so right? Like, right? Right? Like, hey, how are you? No, no, okay. You want a coffee? That's fine. What coffee do you want? Oh, that's awesome. Okay, there you go. Thank you. And in France, uh, the tip is included. People in Paris, they they kind of think highly of themselves uh -huh. and I, I i don't want to make a generality but that's kind of the feeling i got and you're like i've been served like oh like here's your freaking coffee like and just like <laughs> what, drink what? it quick i don't want to see your face anymore like <laughs> that's and i was like wait what what's that and i i used to like i can't i cannot like not tip someone you know like uh -huh. 
being like French Canadian, like you have, we have that joke like Canadians are like too kind and everything. So yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Well, Sylvia like, tipped you, but like, <laughs> why, why are you so mean? Like, <laughs> I didn't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> so yeah. When, yeah, that's good. So when you <laughs> when you got back to uh, to Montreal, it was a big difference. Yeah. It was a huge shift just in the culture, just because everybody was so much nicer. And you yeah. said the first year was a year that you you learned the most was the next two years because it's only a three year course, right? Yep. So the next two years, did you feel like I don't know if it's worth it staying here anymore because I just feel like I'm not learning as much, or was it still like consistent progression uh, for you? Um. Yeah, definitely. I definitely felt that. Uh, actually, I I mean, it's it's two more years to get your diploma, mm-hmm. but there's a third year. So for me, it would have been a fourth year mm-hmm. that I could have done to um, get another diploma that's valid in France and uh, to create a whole game with, you know, people from the school. Right. Right. And I, I chose to not do it just because uh, you thought it wasn't going to be helpful for you. Yeah. I, I definitely think it's helpful. It's helpful for some people. You know, it's great experience. You have an awesome game to show in your portfolio. You know, like I said, I'm in there to uh, take risks. I'm in there to have an unstable life. That's something <laughs> right. I chose. That's what I want for me. You know, so and and yeah, I, I, like I said, like the first year in Montreal was really like uh, so the second year basically. Yeah. Was really like um, finding out that wait, like it's not that is not it's not as harsh as it was. They're not giving the useful feedback I used to get, mm-hmm. and and I think, but honestly, like they're they're it's a it's an awesome school. Like they're really open to um, talking to the students, and that's something that I've expressed with the the school. And they're they really I I could see like just between the the second year and the third year, I I saw the whole. Um, change that they tried to bring in the in the third year you know and i definitely learned a lot more in the third year than in the the second second year year. but still not as much as the first right yeah (laughs) no definitely but you know like the first the the school in paris is was there from like for years you know like montreal they're starting out oh they just started oh oh i didn't yeah 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 so i mean it's it's normal you know for a school that's starting out to like try to find where and you know they can't push the students in montreal like there there would be complaints Mm -hmm. from parents and from from right right people like you can't do that it's not the the north american mentality mentality. yeah they just want their kids to be happy and and to learn but you know yeah, and you, yeah. Defi- you definitely learn, you know, yeah. you learn a bunch of stuff. There's awesome teachers. Everything is great. It's, it, it, it just wasn't the experience that I first had that mm-hmm. I love so much, you know. Did you think about and going back or was that just not a possibility to go back to Paris? I did. I did. Um, but it's too expensive. Oh, it's too yeah. expensive. That's the reason. Um, yeah. yeah it makes Paris sense. is very, very expensive. Yeah. yeah and I'm really grateful uh, to have live that you know because i know i know it costs it, it costs a ton yeah, of money right. and, you know not a lot of people have gone to Paris. yeah 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 that's really cool um the next two years they were like like i said like if you go there and you know nothing about video games you'll learn a lot and it's going to be a lot you know even oh. in montreal and now that they i know they're they're changing the program every single year and it's getting better and better and better mm-hmm. But to me at the time, being there was like, I had so much free time because I finished like what they were giving me like really quickly and I didn't feel really satisfied with the feedback I had gotten. So I kind of stopped pouring so much time into, you know, what they were asking me to do. And I started other projects on the side. Mm -hmm. And so during those two years, I actually made a mobile game that I published that was called Dodgeboard. 
And it was a really small mobile game, but it was my first game that I had finished from start to end and published, you mm -hmm. know. And that was an awesome experience. And uh, it was actually kind of in the structure of the school because they ask students to um, make a project on the side and then share it with the class. But you know, it was nothing like make a whole game, you know? Yeah, yeah. So uh, so when you came in with that, were they like surprised at how much you had done or? No, no, they weren't because they I they knew me from Paris. Oh, oh. Um, <laughs> so they already yeah. had the reputation. Well, I mean, I, no, I, I, I didn't have like street cred or whatever, <laughs> but it was, it was just like, well, I think they knew that Paris was like very uh, informative and you learned a ton in uh, there and you know, obviously you'd have like a level that brought something, but I mean, it, it's something that anybody could have done. So it was just like a, a project. What was it? it was called? What was it called again? Uh, Dodgeboard. Unfortunately, Dodgeboard. it's not on the Google Play Store anymore um, because uh, at the time I really just wanted to put a game out and I didn't really check like what was the requirements and what you need to, to put in like terms and licenses and whatever. Uh -huh. And so they, they, they shut the game down. Oh, they removed it. <laughs> yeah. But it, it was really a bad game. Like I'm saying, like oh, I don't, I did a full game, whatever. But it was really a bad game. Like it's really not good looking. But I mean, <laughs> I mean it yeah. was, it was still a full game, you know. And yeah, that's, I mean, that's why I wanted to do it. Right. Everybody starts off with the something with the first thing. Like I feel like yeah. everybody's first thing is is gonna be bad. Like that's just yeah. inevitable. I mean, it's it's good that you got that one out of the way, and then oh, definitely. Mm -hmm. But that that was a life changing experience, you know, to finish a game. And now that's one of the first tips I give to people that want to start making games is like, all right, just sit down and make a game. and make a, a make a full game. Right. Don't scope it big. Don't make a full fully fledged RPG. Like, right. just start with a simple concept, like really, really stupid. Like my the game I did was it's dodgeboard because you play as a a, a rectangle that dodges cubes, right? Uh -huh. So you either press right or left to dodge the red cubes uh -huh. that are coming in. That's it. That's the game. So it's really, really simple. It was a mobile game. Really, really simple. Uh -huh. But I completed it. You know, you had you could like unlock custom colors, like as stupid as that may sound. Like it was I didn't make any skins, you know, it was just colors. But colors, right? I made the whole game. I added ads to it and everything. I made a whole total of like two cents, but I, it was a whole game, you know. Yeah, it was a whole yeah, yeah. It was the first thing and that you did. It was really that's I yeah, I truly believe that I, I couldn't be making the project I'm doing right now if I hadn't made that game before, for that's, sure. Yeah, that's a good yeah. note to take away. Like, yo, just do it. It's not going to be good, but if at least doing it, it gives you so much more experience and it lets you build off of that information that you gained yeah. from that one experience. But Probably. I mean, if you always go and make games without finishing them, in your head, you're never going to tell yourself, like, I know I'm able to finish games, right? Mm -hmm. So the first game you finish, it's like, oh, my God, I can make full games by myself. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. As bad as the first game is. Yeah, it's still it's still a completed game. It's still a finished product. It may, may not be good, but you got it done and you know that you can do it in the future. So that's good. Exactly. And I, I wanted to go uh, towards, like, the end of school. 
I know that you wanted to, uh, you actually started development on Planet Cleaners before. I don't know if it was under a different name, but it started off as a mobile game and it was a single player mobile game. And that's not what it is right now. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, I think that the, the, the game was called like Planet Dash or something. Planet uh, Dash. Uh-huh. That's the first, that's the first name I did, uh, I, I had for the game. I started it as a mobile game because at the time I was like, oh, I want to make mobile games because it just seemed like simpler and, you know, there's a big audience for it. Mm -hmm. And at the time it made sense. Now I realize like how bad of an idea that was. And I did realize it during the development, right? And I was making that game, you know, in pixel art. And during the development, I looked back and I was like, why am I making this? I'm sorry, did you not want to make it? Like, was it just not appealing to you? Like, why did you think that? Oh, no, I, I thought the game was pretty fun. At that time, I was really looking at it like as a project, like, all right, I, I need to get this done, right? Uh-huh. Because I need a portfolio. I need to start putting games out there. That's how I'm going to grow as a developer. Right. And I wanted I wanted to make games quickly, like, you know, like a ton of games. And I, I still believe that. And, you know, I've been on Planet Cleaners for a year now, and I really think that that's way too much time spent on, you know, a first, commercial game right? right i don't know maybe i would scope the game down if i could go back but I'm, I'm really happy with my project right now and it stayed so i wouldn't really make such a comment it's just like looking at the mobile game back then and how my first mobile game you know had made like two cents and it, it obviously makes sense because i had no concept of marketing or community building or right. whatever at the time that's not what i had studied and I, I I really thought like as stupid as that may sound like it was like oh well you just put the game out there and, and then people play it game it's gonna pick up <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah like yeah. um no that's not how things work you yeah. know, definitely <laughs> and, yeah that, and that's the thing like being like clueless about how the industry industry works and trying to figure things out it really takes time you know like making a game it's by itself is a huge task but yeah. just figuring out the industry is like even bigger. So, yeah, that's something that I wanted to ask you about, too, because I saw in a video you said you were a week out of out of school. So you weren't in class anymore and you wanted to become or you classified yourself already as a solo indie developer. And you said that everybody told you that was a stupid idea and you should not do it, that you should have a, a few years at least into game development working and then you could yeah. transition into that. What what was the process, the thought process behind that? Was it the same same like idea like oh, so uh-huh. Yeah. Well I had a week off school because the way uh the school works, and I think that's what makes Isart such a great school compared to other schools, is that you have one week of um class and then one week off. And mm-hmm. then what that allows you to do is have an internship in a company during that week off. Uh-huh. I had an internship at uh, GameLoft. I don't know if you know GameLoft. Game it's Loft. a mobile game company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, made, they made um, Dungeon Hunter, Asphalt. Um, yeah, other yeah, games yeah, that yeah. GameLoft. Yeah, yeah. I knew that game that sounded familiar. They did make Asphalt. I remember that game. They're, what what game are they on? Aren't they like the twelfth Asphalt or something? Yeah, yeah, they did that. Yeah, but they have like, a bunch of studios, like, and yeah. So I worked as a technical game analyst at GameLoft Montreal. So five hundred employees. It was pretty big. Uh-huh. Uh, it, it was an internship. It was it, it was paid. That's why I say I worked there. But uh-huh. it, it was. And I felt like I'm really grateful 
for Gameloft and the opportunity and everything. Uh, but it really confirmed to me that um, it being wasn't in the for you. industry, yeah. It, I mean, I hate to say that based on one experience, you know, mm-hmm. uh, because it's just it's too simple. You mm-hmm. can't you can't just live one thing and say, oh, that's not for me, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like eating one sushi and going like, no, that's oh, not good. I hate it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sushi's so, bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I like at that time I was like, uh, you know what? And but and that's what that's what got me really interested into mobile games, actually, like working at Gameloft mm-hmm. and seeing the whole um, marketing aspect. I think that's where I really saw that marketing was a big part of uh, game development. And so Gameloft did bring me like a, a lot of important information from my experience at Gameloft. I knew that that was like the industry. Maybe I'd like to go back to it maybe in a few years. Mm-hmm. But if there was one time in, li- in my life where I could go and try to create something by myself, it's now, you know, like I'm young, still living in my, at my parents. Like I, I was working at Gameloft. I was uh, 18 years old. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, that, you know what, like, that's what it is. Like, I saw it and it brought me like all I needed to know. And definitely like, obviously not, you know, like working at some place, like a few months, like I, I think I worked like half a year there. Obviously, like I could have learned like a lot more, but I didn't feel like I was learning as much as I wanted to, mm-hmm. you know? And I felt like the time I was spending there could be better spent watching YouTube videos that would give me more knowledge, you know? Right. Yeah, that's how I just told myself, like, all right, that's why I want to go do something by myself and right. just go indie, basically. Yeah. What What's the time frame for that? So you you got out of GameLoft and you were still at that time. Did you so already that, fit- that that was my first year? That was my first year in Montreal. Oh, that I, was I in Montreal. Job, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. So that was before yeah, I, Planet the the Planet Game Mobile Planet Game. Oh yeah, definitely yeah. Okay. The Planet Game came after GameLoft. Okay, so you said that you learned a lot about about marketing from Gameloft, but you you didn't start building the community for Planet, the mobile Planet game, Planet Planet Cleaners. Planet Cleaners, yeah. Yeah. Um, until later, was that because you didn't think that this was gonna be like a like a big game that was just like like you said it was just a quick game for your portfolio or. Well, no, I, I wasn't doing it for the portfolio. I was definitely looking at it for uh, as a commercial game. I think like it just hadn't synced in yet how important marketing was. It was like I, I it was kind of a weird part of my life, you know. Of course, like I'm talking through this, but I, like as a human being, you know, you have up and ups and downs in life. And I was kind of focused on the project because it had me focused on something at that point. You know, like making progress on the game is so visual. It's so gratifying that I was just doing it for, you know, like the sake of getting that kick of, wow, like I just added that thing and yeah. it looks awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and so, you know, like, and like learning all the social medias and everything, like that was a hard part for me, you know, like to evolve, I feel in game development and in life as well, you know, it's, I feel like you really need to put yourself in, in an uncomfortable situations, yeah, yeah, in comfortable situations, and as the project, as Planet Cleaners evolves, and I'm, I'm probably gonna make a whole video on that subject because that's really something that's that that I've been thinking about lately. 
but you know it's it's really like i i keep putting myself in more and more and more uncomfortable situations in which like i would have never placed myself there before right mm -hmm. and but and i keep learning like a, a lot ton. from it a lot yeah from a, lot, time. a lot so, but it does like kind of shake you up you know like it's, it's still like you know you're still a human being you still have emotions and everything and yeah it's scary it's a lot it's a lot to take in yeah, yeah it's scary especially like even though you put yourself there it's still scary just going through it going like i i understand like i'm gonna learn a lot from this but right now sometimes you don't even have that mindset where you're going i'm gonna learn a lot from this you're just thinking like yeah. Yo, what did i do <laughs> why am i doing yeah this? yeah i gotta do it yeah. i just gotta do it yeah, yeah. you just have to and do it even like if it's a social media post or whatever and just press, press enter and like what did i what have i done like what is this like <laughs> yeah. people are gonna kill me like, <laughs> so um so you started uh, planet cleaners the mobile part and then you decided to to begin building the community around it and then you started the 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 crowdsourcing campaign or was that after yeah so what happened was uh, uh someone at the school i was approached me and said oh i know you're working on a game right now there's this thing called uh ulul which is basically kickstarter but french and i feel i felt like ulul is I still feel like Ulul is a better option than Kickstarter, honestly. So, um, I, the, yeah, I saw yeah. that video. You said that Ulul was a lot more helpful uh, when you're yeah. cre actually creating the the campaign. What, where did they help you in that campaign? Like, they they actually invited me like in their studios, like oh, just, and I had someone like next to me like telling me like oh yeah you should do it like this that's not good maybe you should put it like that oh look at that other campaign that someone did oh. you know like there's the, the actual like human interaction oh so of that... someone helping you through that whole process yeah. wow that's crazy is that like is ulu like a selection like an invite only kind of thing or is it like anybody can join up for that um no you, you can actually like just go there and maybe you won't like have that social thing like of actually seeing someone mm -hmm. I, i'm not sure how that went on, but you'll definitely have an actual human being that you're going to be able to talk to online that's going to help you through the whole process. Wow, yeah. so that's crazy. So it's really hands-on because I know like Kickstarter, they don't do that. <laughs> they just like... No, yeah. It's just and like a Google platform. actually takes like a smaller share, I think, than Kickstarter as well. Oh, really? And so, they provide you with yeah. all of that? That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's awesome. It's really, really great. Yeah. So Ulu, guys, go. Go check it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... So you, yeah. you went to Ulu and then they helped you out. It seems like a lot because that's, that's still crazy. I can't believe they gave you that much input into creating your campaign. Um, yeah, it was really helpful. And um, at the time I was like going, going with it, you know, like uh -huh. just like, oh, they're helping me and that's cool. And they, you have all these people telling you like, yeah, do it, do it, do it. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I did it, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and at the time I had uh, sent an email for uh, an event in Montreal called The Mega, mm -hmm. which is like, one of the biggest events of video games we have here mm -hmm. and uh i could sign up for a free pod so i did and uh i had wow so you got uh, a free pod too you got ulu and then you got a free pod in in mega yeah, that's crazy it was like, yeah one of the luckiest part of my life definitely yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> i got so lucky yeah <laughs> so uh, before we get into the mega because i did want to talk about that a little bit more in depth yeah. you before you went to mega where in the process of making the campaign did you think like, well, I should probably build a community out of this? Because you, you mentioned a few times that you thought like, 
I should have started building the community for this game all, like way before I actually did. Like when did that actually start happening? When did you make the Discord and when did you make that Twitter and everything? Um, well, actually what happened, yeah, was uh, when I made the, when I started making the crowdfunding campaign, mm -hmm. um, some people and like very, very few, like one or two person showed uh, interest in the game. Uh -huh. And that was weird. <laughs> Uh, I was like, wait, what? Like, people are actually paying attention now? Like, <laughs> what's happening? And it, it just felt so great, you know, to have some sort of recognition from... From anyone. You know, like... You're right. Yeah, from anyone. Like, you know, like... Because, like like I said, like, I was on, like, no social media whatsoever, you right. know? And, like, random people that I didn't know... It was the first time in my life that people that I didn't know, like, were actually paying, like, paying attention to what I was doing and were, like genuinely interested in something that I was creating. So that's the thing that and, sparked it for you? Like, oh, I should, yeah, I should yeah. like get people involved in this. Like that's a, that's the, the, the thing that lit the yeah. candle for you. Yeah. And definitely like the, the thing that really sh like made me feel very weird was like, uh, the part where people started to pour money into the campaign. I, I a lot, I, I had a lot of friends and family, you know, like putting money into the campaign and I was that was like I was like super grateful you know right but I was like wow that's like the first like, I didn't expect that... that much from the family and right. from friends to be honest and I can't express how grateful I am for for that and that really like it shook me also like how supportive all of the people around me were and you know like I know that that's the thing like a lot of people don't have that yeah either, that's that's like, really I felt really, really lucky yeah that's really yeah. cool of your family and your friends to to put that much support into you because i know a lot of people some people probably listening like they they want to do something where they want to make something yeah. or creative and they don't have that support they go like uh you nah, you should go to college just just like study engineering yeah. or something that's really I, cool. yeah definitely and i feel like i i really have like a great family great friends that are really supportive and Definitely that plays into what I am today and I'm as grateful as I can be. Like, it's just, it's really awesome. Right. And, but they, and so, yeah, but they, yeah. they know you, right? So how did it feel when you got that first person you don't have any connection with when they gave you some money to build this game? Like, how did that feel? Yeah. Well, it's actually, uh, yeah, I, I, I really remember like was, I was really shocked. Like I was like, wait, someone I, I didn't know before like put in some money into my project and really wants to see that thing happen mm -hmm. right and it felt really weird and <laughs> i i honestly like the the campaign was a success uh -huh. and uh i felt kind of like a fraud at first yeah like that's really that that horrible feeling that i had done something like horrible like, like you just took money really from like these people and you know you're not yeah. even a real game developer absolutely that yeah that yeah. is horrible that is a worst feeling yeah yeah 100 normal uh people talk about that a lot it's called imposter syndrome where you're yeah. at a level and you're getting all this like either recognition or you're getting job offers or getting money for your campaign or whatever yeah. And they look around and they look at their peers and they go like, well, I, I don't belong here. Like, this isn't something that I should be doing. Like, I, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a very normal thing to have that. 
Um, but at the time, it feels really it feels, horrible because it it feels like you're ungrateful. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and it's, it makes you feel like you're a horrible human being. Like, and all of a sudden, you know, because the the like as soon as you put your campaign out and the money starts pouring in, I I, I remember I was looking at my phone and I was like, "What the heck is happening? Like, <laughs> why is this a thing?" And at, at the time, I was like, "Oh, it's so fun," you know, like. Like two hours ago, I was literally like, oh, it's so fun. Like I'm making like this campaign. It's going to be crazy. Maybe like one or two people are going to put like one or two dollars. Uh -huh. And it's going to be like, and then like it opened and there was like a ceremony with Ulul and it was really cool, super cool event. Uh -huh. And like, you know, money started to go in and I was like, I did not expect it to work. And when it did I really felt I did felt I, I and I hate to say this again because it's it, you know I, I know it's human but yeah. I really felt bad about it yeah I really really did and it's horrible because I should have been super happy and super grateful for uh, everything that I and I am I am super grateful mm -hmm. for all that I got but at the time it, it just didn't feel right yeah 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 like I said it's very normal for that to be the first thing that people think of And I hear a lot of people talk about it. I heard um, on a different podcast, I don't know if you know Red and Link. They make this... No, I don't know, actually. Uh, yeah, they make this really... It's a really successful uh, uh, YouTube show. And they're... They, okay. Yeah, they've been on shows like Jimmy Fallon and, and like... Uh, oh, wow, yeah, okay. Yeah, like Steve, like super, super popular. They have like billboards yeah, all really, over. Yeah, really, really successful. Yeah, LA. Wow. And they were talking about this one time where they were at a party, both of them. And it was like the first party they've ever been in LA with like famous people. And then they were looking around oh, yeah. and going like, should, should we be here? Like, do we belong? Yeah. Like, what's happening? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know if this is a place for us. And, and it's the same thing. It was like the same imposter syndrome, just because like, it's your first time being in the space that you're going to be in. And it, it feels like, 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 like it says, like you're an imposter, but it's, yeah, it's just, you know that's where you're at now <laughs> like that you are that yeah and i think that it feels weird yeah it really does feel weird. yeah and i think it's good that you have that first of all it means you're human like you're, you're not like yeah. a terrible person like, I'm not like a psychopath <laughs> yeah, or yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's a good thing that you that you experience that that's checked yeah, yeah. all right <laughs> <laughs> um and and second thing like yeah it just happens to everybody you know every everybody that's successful at some point if they're a normal person uh they will have a feeling of like i don't know if i belong here because this is something that somebody else should be doing not me because yeah it, but yeah it's just that feeling you know i mean it feels weird because you see like you know like what's popular right now are like these big rappers you know like mm. once they make it they're like oh yeah like i got money and fame and like yeah yeah and girls and like it's meant to be like i don't give a shit yeah, yeah. like <laughs> <laughs> so it just felt like oh i should be that way you know yeah, like, yeah. oh i'm a game developer like i got money and girls and everything like, you know, <laughs> that's not how it goes but it's just like you know like just having like a couple of couple of dollars and i felt like horrible yeah you know? <laughs> yeah so, i mean you know the mainstream like isn't really portraying this so yeah, yeah i guess at the time i was like why am i feeling this i don't know and it, it wasn't like huge you know it wasn't like it wasn't like I like I know like some people they get famous like in a day you know and they they, they really 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 blow up and I was, I didn't like really really blow up it was just like a lot of people like it was a successful having, campaign yeah 
Yeah, it was it was a successful campaign. It was a small campaign, but uh -huh. it was a successful one. And that took me by surprise. And that just that simple surprise really affected me emotionally. Yeah. That's good. That's 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 cool to hear, like a little behind the scenes of that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> and then and then you went to Mega. You went to the Mega. And Yeah, well actually, uh, -huh. uh so you know, we were talking about the switch uh to uh mobile yeah from from mobile to uh local multiplayer right yeah because that's um, what the it, campaign was like focused around you said like oh this is a mobile game but i want to switch it over to a uh to a party yeah. game right so when ulul approached me and said hey do you want to do something with this i was like it kind of snapped me out of my i'm just making a game to make a game right right it really got me into you're making a product that you're going to sell to people mm -hmm. and so It, it made that part of it real. And so to my head, I looked at the product and I was like, I cannot sell that to people because of uh, a lot of reasons. You know, I had made a mobile game in the past. It had not worked. Uh, I had plans to put ads in the game. I'm not going to put ads in a game that people are giving me money to make, right? right, right. Uh, it, it just it just didn't feel right. And uh, honestly, I was kind of done with the mobile scene at the time with Uh, game loft and my past mobile game that I had made and I was like I want to switch up to something and I've always loved local multiplayer games some of my best gaming experiences are with you know people like around the TV yeah, like right. drinking beer and just having fun playing a game yeah. right real quick so, real quick name a few a few of those because I, I have one I have um oh my favorite mm -hmm. one is crawl crawl I don't know if you played crawl never heard the of it best local multiplayer game out there Like hands down the best local multiplayer game out there. It looks awesome. The the pixel art of the game is crazy, but it's just the whole idea of basically like everyone's a ghost, right? Uh -huh. And someone can possess like some sort of like like Satan sign, whatever, and then they become a monster of their choice. So you have like a pool of monsters that you can choose at the start of the game. Uh -huh. Then you become one of these monsters, and there's one player that's alive, right? Mm -hmm. And so these uh, these ghosts, they just want to kill the player because uh, the the there's since there's one player playing the game. It's super hard to explain the concept. <laughs> I, I hadn't thought of that. But yeah. <laughs> so basically, uh, let's say you're four players, right? Uh -huh. There's one player on the four players that's going to be a player. So he's going to be a, like a hero with a sword and he needs to fight the dungeon. Right. right? Uh -huh. And the the other players are going to play as the mobs in the dungeon oh so there's no actual like npcs it's all like player yeah control? exactly oh that's cool exactly. so it's all player control so you take controls of these mobs and you try to kill the player because if you kill the player you are going to like become the player ah and, and the, then the, the uh... goal is to beat the boss of the game and the boss of the game is one huge enemy that's controlled by all the other players oh that's sick that sounds it's so epic cool. <laughs> it's such a cool game and the art is amazing There, you can unlock a bunch of mobs. You can unlock unlock a bunch of uh, equipment and everything. Uh -huh. It's such a cool game, and, and I had like the best experiences of my life on that game. Really, like super fun game. And I don't have I have like a few hours in it. Mm -hmm. Like you know, like I don't have time to play games anymore. But yeah, I love it. It's awesome. Crawl. That's really cool. What uh, do you have another one, or was that just like? 
Uh, well, Smash Bros. Smash Bros. Yeah, yeah. Since since I've been a kid, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. feel like recently, um, mainstream games have not been local multiplayer. The only one that I can think of is that one cooking game that everybody plays. Yeah, Overcooked. Overcooked. That's yeah. the one. And awesome game. Yeah, it's a it's a cool game. But I besides that one game, I cannot think of any other local multiplayer. Like even games like like call of duty you know they they yeah, even yeah. they moved away from that they still have it kind of um yeah but it's not it's not the fo- the main focus yeah, it used to be really the, the 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 core fun of call of duty was yeah was like sitting down one v oneing with one of your friends or like even having the four people like playing on the same tv um yeah and you don't see it anymore like it's just not yeah. here well there, there's actually a, a really good reason for that and is that the market for it uh, like really died uh, so it's actually a very, it's a very bad move uh, to make a local my. Well, actually, I'm gonna say this. Mm-hmm. At the time that I started making plant cleaners, it was a horrible move, uh, and I learned it along. I learned it along the way, like looking at stats online and everything, and like it was clear to me. I have, I think it's um, a GDC talk uh, by my by uh, Mike Rose. Mm-hmm. Which is uh, one of the e, 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 I think he owns or he works uh, at uh, No More Robots, mm-hmm. and uh, they've made awesome games, really popular. And uh, one of his talks, he says like, "Yeah, well, uh, like if you're making a game right now, like don't make a local More multiplayer, multiplayer game." game. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, like, "Whoops, I like, didn't shit. mean to do that." And the thing that really cheered me up, like really recently, was the Steam announcing online multiplayer support for every single local multiplayer oh, game. Oh, oh, so uh, it's like, oh, so that's really cool. So that's like they're, yeah, they're backing so you I up. truly believe that's gonna spike up a little bit. Uh, the, the sales, the local multiplayer scenes. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Uh, just in case people don't know, GDC is a game development, the game development convention, and it's just like people. Um, from the industry that get together it's not like a3 it's just like the actual development of games and that's what gdc is yeah definitely awesome content yeah the youtube yeah if <laughs> yeah. you're into into game development ch- definitely check out uh gdc on youtube just type that in and they have like a whole bunch of people talking about a whole bunch of different things um speaking of conventions talking about the mega yeah. so the mega at that time so uh when i did the the um, campaign mm-hmm. uh when i i started the campaign i had two weeks uh before the mega and uh i was so focused on the campaign so i had made the whole campaign pitching that local multiplayer game mm-hmm. uh but the game was still mobile mm-hmm. i had no prototype whatsoever of the local multiplayer oh, game two weeks before yeah oh. and and the, the mega had told me like all right, you're selected, like, you're going to the Mega. Uh-huh. I looked at it, and I was like, I'm such a stupid human <laughs> being. Like, that must have been how, so scary. What the hell? How dumb can I be? Yeah, so uh, needless to say, I didn't sleep much during those two weeks. <laughs> uh, and I managed to create a 2v2 prototype uh-huh. oh, 1v1? using the same asset. Yeah, one v one. Yeah, sorry, one v one. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so a two player prototype, and like I actually like I remember like I think like a day before like getting it working in a Starbucks. Uh-huh. I, I, yeah, I think I talk about that. Yeah, you talk about my, that. Sorry, yeah. you were in a Starbucks. And I was. Then, yeah. Oh, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, I was. 
<laughs> yeah, I was at a Starbucks and it, I just had this the local multiplayer game working, like the prototype one v one. And I was like, shit, I need footage for the mega. Like, I need footage for the the, the campaign. I need I need something out there right now. Uh-huh. And at the time, it was like one of my first posts, uh, first post on Reddit. Uh, but yeah, I needed to record gameplay. I had two controllers, but I couldn't play like you know both, both controllers them. at the right. same time. So I just asked like a random dude next to me, like, "Hey, do you know how to play video games?" He was like, oh, "Not really." And I was like, "All right, just, <laughs> can you take that controller and press on buttons?" And it was like, "Yeah, sure." <laughs> yeah, he actually had a fun time playing. He was super thrilled. That's cool. And, that's yeah. that's a funny oh. story. Hey, you know how to play games? No. Oh, you can help me anyways. Come over. <laughs> that's definitely one of the situations when I had to like step out of my comfort zone and. Uh-huh. Like, you know, like, I feel like I'd be down for it if I was, like, a random guy at Starbucks uh-huh. and someone was like, yo, do you want to play my game? Like, oh, that'd, yeah, sure. Fine. Yeah, that'd be but a really cool thing I, to get off with. Like, yo, yeah. okay, <laughs> shit, in the middle of your right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was really, it was really nice, yeah. But, so, props to that guy. That was amazing. And so, I did get footage of the game. So, yeah, the Mega, uh, the game, like, I had good response, you know, with the game, but... Uh, an awesome event, really awesome event. No mm-hmm. impact whatsoever on the campaign, mm-hmm. though. Yeah, and that's something I think I talk about in one of my videos. Yeah. And uh, I had a lot of people from the industry actually backing that up, uh, writing writing to me and say, "Yeah, definitely." Like, there's that's not something like, like like you don't like going in events like the Mega or, or things like that has no impact on sales. It has no impact on visibility or almost none. Mm-hmm. I, do you and think that's that, that's only yeah. for like indies, or do you think that's for like triple a's as well because thinking about it i think it kind of does make sense because if you're an indie developer and the people go into like a game convention like that like the mega and then they go in they don't really remember like oh what was that one i don't really care whatever yeah and with like bigger games if somebody wants to buy it like they're gonna buy it like it doesn't really going yeah so i feel like people go there for the thrill of the event right and not really Uh, yeah, and they're going to pick up your card. You know, I had cards done mm-hmm. uh, with the Ulul and everything. They're going to take it. Like, I, I, like, a lot of cards were passed during that event. But, mm-hmm. you know, they get so much cards. Imagine, like, going back home, you have, like, 30 cards of 30 different games yeah, that you yeah. tried. You're not going to keep them. With, yeah. Yeah, with, yeah, yeah, like, you know, like, you're just, what are you going to do with 30 yeah. cards? You yeah. know? Like, I have, I have a friend, every time he goes to conventions, he just, uh, he, he just, like, Take these cards and he, he just like uh he makes cuts to uh roll uh cigarettes with it <laughs> like that's all he does yeah yeah because like what, what are you gonna do with all those cards yeah yeah you know? it's just so much so you were at yeah. the mega but i, I in, in the video you said that it was really helpful because even though you didn't get any more extra cells you did get a lot of really good inputs on the design of the game um, oh yeah. yeah that's the only reason to go into events is mm-hmm. because you get so much feedback uh instantly you know and right. uh one of the the things i i, I talk about this in my first devlog actually mm-hmm. was about a, the girl. little girl yeah the girl. yeah <laughs> little girl coming to my stand she was like oh, i want to play this this looks cute <laughs> uh-huh. and her, her mom's like yeah sure take the controller i like, have fun and she got so pissed because she couldn't figure out how the game was working. Uh-huh. She just took my controller and she freaking threw it all across the room. <laughs> I was watching that. I was like, I wasn't even mad. I was like, I totally feel you. Like, <laughs> wow. Like, she was so frustrated. She, she, she was red. And like, I was like, 
oh my god like <laughs> i need to do something about the controls yeah and and yeah that control is dead now by the way like, <laughs> oh you yeah. said in the video that it didn't die it was still working what yeah happened? no but it, it died through time like i think <laughs> yeah i don't know if it's from i don't think it's from the hit actually i think it's from like the the cord just died yeah yeah but, you know. <laughs> yeah but yeah it, it, it survived a while i was surprised yeah but that's uh, so funny. I remember. Yeah, yeah. I remember watching. I was like, "That's it. That's such a great story." Just like, <laughs> and that's something that you don't think about, especially if you're making something. You, it's so hard to look at your thing with fresh eyes. Like it's almost like impossible. Yeah. Uh, I think. Um, call it, it, yeah. Yeah. Usability testing. I don't know what you call it. Play testing. It really, it really struck me because uh, I think that's one of the things I changed the most in the game. Mm -hmm. uh, the controls. Like I really changed the controls a lot. Like at least 10 times yeah because i remember watching footage of the game initially before because the aiming system looked just looking yeah. at it it looked really hard because uh it, we'll it have does, yeah, yeah we'll have footage of it on on screen but it's like this little character running around the, the planet and at the time at the mega right you you could still control the aim, the aim yeah and also the control of the guy at the same time and it makes yeah. sense like thinking of it like on paper but actually, when you get your hands on the controller, because there's a few games like that. Um, there's this one game called Geometry, like a geometry game where you're playing this little, like a little ship running around and you just shoot at blocks. And it's the same, oh, okay. yeah, it's the same concept. You move one uh, one stick to move the, the your character, which is just like a triangle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you move the other stick to shoot in the direction you want to shoot. Yeah. The first time I played that, I was like, yo, this is impossible. And I play like a yeah, lot of console right. games. Like it's so hard. Um, so I, yeah. yeah, I mean like, yeah. So I actually that's like, I have no, um, like that, that was my idea. Like uh, it was one of my teachers uh, that was at the mega and he, he showed up and he was like, why do I have to aim? I was like, I looked at him and I was like, 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 what? <laughs> like, <laughs> what do you you mean? need to shoot stuff. Like, <laughs> of course you have to aim. Right. <laughs> and you're like, he's, and he, he's a game designer. Like, he's worked in tons of <laughs> you're so companies. Confused. I, was, I looked at him. I was like, what? Are you stupid? <laughs> you taught me. Yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so he, he said, like, why, why don't I just shoot upwards? And I was like holy shit you're right you know, like, <laughs> like it's it seemed so obvious and i swear that teacher it's always that yeah he comes he, he looks at your game two seconds afterwards he's like why why does that exist and you're like oh why God. does that exist well, like why did i do that so like, right. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. i thought you were stupid yeah. but you know what you're right <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah no awesome like awesome teacher yeah. really like if someone made me like understood this it's him it's like you really need to show your games to other people because they're gonna look at it and with such a different perspective mm -hmm. with fresh you eyes have. and yeah it's crazy how people just make the most weird comments that that seems weird for you but then like if you really think about it there's like oh my god like people are so smart yeah. <laughs> and people have like even people that like like i get the best ideas from people that like have no idea how to make games you mm -hmm. know like they they look at it and it was like but why does that exist and you're like but because it exists in every other single mm -hmm. games out there but yeah. they're like but yeah but why is it there and you're like 
yeah, why is it there? Like, you know, yeah. Like, yeah, people, people are really smart. And I think that's, that's the thing. Like some people think that they know best for their games. Yeah. And I, I think that kills a lot of games yeah. out there. I think that's actually a really important note to hit is like somebody doesn't have to know how to make something in order to know how to make something better. Um, and I hear like yeah, a lot definitely. of, yeah, I hear a lot of like, um, small time people like creators, like people that make like YouTube videos or like people that like making their, that are making their first product and then they get feedback for the first time. It's like, you don't know what you're talking about. What? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, you're not in this industry. You're like working as an accountant and like, that doesn't matter because like if, if, if you're making a movie, for example, and then somebody looks yeah. at it and says, oh, that's not good. They don't have to be a movie maker. They watch movies. Like they, yeah. Know, yeah. Of course. That's all. Especially with movies do. or visual. Yeah. yeah like like my, my, my videos, like I have tons of people like, you know, like giving feedback and a lot of people that have seen my evolution and telling me like, oh yeah, that's really cool what you've moved into or what you change and everything. And I, I feel like people really have a good eye on. Yeah. And like, yeah, and and people often don't realize how important their view their their view is. Yeah, it's very. And that's that, that's why like you you really have to go to like people are not just going to comment and say like what they think of your stuff. You really gotta tell them like yeah, but what do you think? Like <laughs> what? like don't be afraid to destroy my like You're, person. Like, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Break me down, make me cry. I want you to make me cry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it's I think like. It's really, really, really important to separate your what you are, the person that you are from the work that you're creating. Mm -hmm. That's that's like the first thing you need to do if you're making any type of art mm -hmm. or program or whatever. There's this book. Um, I forgot what the book was, but there's this term that the author uses. It says "killing your babies." Um, Oh yeah, you know what I'm I've talking about? Yeah, yeah. I've never I've never read the book, but I've heard that before. Yeah, and it's um it's basically the concept of like when you're making something, you're putting so much time and so much effort like you have into your game and you yeah. think everything that you make, you spend so much time on it, like there's no way it can be bad. But you have to step back and then look at the things that you created, like your babies, and then you have to yeah, get rid of definitely. them. Like <laughs> kill them off. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. And especially in games, like, you know, when you spend so much time on a mechanic or something that you think works great mm -hmm. or that you just made because you thought, like, like for example, the aiming mechanic. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I spent a lot of time, you know, it's it's quaternions, it's maths, you know, it's, it's figuring stuff out. And I spent a lot of time on it at the time because, you know, I'm not, I'm not a programmer. Like, I've, I haven't studied programming, mm -hmm. you know, I've had some courses on how to program and i've learned a lot on youtube but i'm not a professional programmer mm -hmm. and so making these types of uh mechanics takes me a while and just having someone to tell you like why the hell do i need to aim you know it's just like oh yeah. dude like i spent so much time <laughs> like on that hours yeah, on yeah. This. Like, yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> you know like or something and you're like oh like it's not personal it's it's objectively a very interesting comment yeah. and it's totally valid and i totally took it into consideration and like changed it but like when you first receive it it's like shit like oh, fuck. Yeah, hey hey whoa hey fuck you you don't know what you're talking I, yeah. I made that like yeah <laughs> yeah but that's where you that's where you need to like really try to put yourself into the mind of others mm -hmm. and look at it 
as a new player yeah. almost yeah. and i think the the way that i like to look at it is like if you really do care about the thing that you're making you have to care enough to understand when something isn't making it good you know like yeah yeah, yeah of course yeah and that's that's a, a good mentality mentality to have and i think you actually maybe it's because you spent that time in paris but you actually i feel like you take feedback better than most because i feel like if somebody told somebody else that they would go like no no first of all yeah. no second of all you don't know what you're talking about and third of all i'm making the game and you you don't seem like you do that like at all like you're like actually craving that criticism yeah i, I take that as a big compliment yeah. yeah because it's really important to me and you know like i have you know like one of the uh, in life in general like how i want to evolve as a human being like for me introspection is really like important. one of the most important mm -hmm. things in my life and like i really when anything bothers me or when anything like gets into my head like i really i really take the time to sit down and like okay why am i feeling this why is this bothering me and whether it be it in game projects or relationships with people or whatever you know i that's something that i try to do like in every aspect of my life and i think that has really helped me mm -hmm. in uh game development yeah it's yeah, a definitely. yeah it's a really good trait to have it's really really good so <clears throat> so you went to the mega you got a lot of good feedback off of it and then you went back home uh yeah and one of the most common feedback well actually not really but i, I feel like that's something that people really don't want to say uh the the and i'm talking about the uh the art comments of mm. uh hey your pixel art, like the mechanics that's something that i heard like once or twice during the mega yeah right? the mechanics are really cool but i'm not sure about the art yeah and i heard it twice but it really got to my head yeah. you know because some people really played the game really enjoyed it really enjoyed it and then they were like this is awesome i'm playing nah, nah. and they were bringing their friends over and it was like oh let's play this and then it would go away and not take information or whatever about the game. And I was like, why are they doing that? <laughs> and uh, it's actually someone in the industry that came up and tried the game and said like, hey, that's a really cool thing you have, but it looks like shit. And <laughs> they, didn't, they, they, they didn't say it like that, but that's always the way I, I really try. When I get feedback from people that are trying to be too nice, uh -huh. in my head, I always make like the worst version that that could have been. Because that's what they're really thinking, right? Yeah, that well, well, that's not really necessarily what they think, but that's how I need to preserve it. Yeah, you know? yeah. To, so, like, if someone tells me, oh, you know, like, maybe you should make the pixel art a little bit more like that, or maybe you should make it, like, like this, or maybe, you know, like, oh, or actually, uh, actual comment I get a lot is, oh, maybe you should pay a professional to make your art, you know? <laughs> and, uh, well, I, I, don't have, I don't have money. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I did have a successful campaign, but that's not enough to pay a, prof to pay a professional yeah. artist, right? So that comment, I was like, all right, I really had that on my mind. And so I came back. I kept working on the project. Mm -hmm. uh, I remember very correctly when I had that idea. I was in the metro. I was waiting, probably going to see some friends. Uh -huh. And I was like, I was really like in a, like a down, you know, you have ups and downs. And I was really in the down. I was like, I don't know where this project is going, mm -hmm. whatever. And I had just watched, uh, I think it's a documentary on uh, indie games, and uh, I was talking about that guy that was remaking uh, Mortal Kombat. 
Oh, I yeah, can't remember. The green the, I think it's uh, yeah with the green screen. Yeah. I think it's on uh, Steam. The the I, I can't remember the name of the documentary, but it's really really a cool one. Mm -hmm. And that guy was just having so much fun, you know, with a green screen. We're making Mortal Kombat with his friends, and I was like, shit, that's really cool, you know. And I I went in the metro, and I was waiting to go and see some friends, and it came to me like. I should just do the same thing, you know, like I, I know, like I've, I've, I've had fun with art all my life, mm -hmm. uh, trying stuff out, you know, and I've never been like actually good at it. Like I've done some pretty, like some decent things, but nothing worth sharing or putting time and effort into, mm -hmm. uh, to create something better. I think there is a way you put how, that where you yeah. said like, um, I was okay at it, but you said this. Where uh, it it's not something I would put on Steam. That I think I thought yeah, that was a good definitely. way to to phrase that. That's the way I saw my game. Yeah, yeah. I, it, like that's the way I was seeing my game right now. At that time, I was like, yeah, it's 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 okay visually. It's okay, uh -huh. but I wouldn't put that art on Steam. Like it it wouldn't catch the eye and people wouldn't care and it would just be another steam game mm -hmm. you know so, so for me yeah. so for me i think the idea of green screen and play-doh yeah. are so far apart like how did you get there <laughs> like i would not really think, yeah I, i would not think play -Doh. that was that was actually a very natural really uh, for you thought for me because uh i was like i'm definitely not gonna put myself on screen Uh, and if I if I tried to make like a realistic version of my game, it would be like so disturbing, mm -hmm. you know. Like, and I, I'm the kind of person that loves that kind of stuff. Uh -huh. Like, it, like if I had made like actual pictures of planets and actual people, like naked people, like running around the planet, like uh -huh. with pictures, like I, I I would have loved to make that game, but like there's no, <laughs> it's a super small niche, yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I, I I like weird things in life, but. So, but, and to me, I was like, what can I use to, um, create that's going to be original and that's going to catch the eye and that I can use with a green screen. And it needs to be very, you know, like I can't, I, I need to be able to, I don't know, like, like easily transform it and kind of malleable. Yeah, easily transform it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, at first I thought of a uh, Lego mm -hmm. Legos yeah. and I was like, yeah, that's, that's cool. But. I mean, I, I don't know. It just felt kind of restrictive. I wanted something more uh, malleable, mm -hmm. and so I went with Play-Doh. Also, that, that was... that's the second thing that popped to my oh, head. Oh, really? Yeah. So it was only the second thing. I thought I would have thought just maybe it's just because I'm like I'm in a different mindset when it comes to things like that. If if yeah. I were in your position, I'm not saying you did the wrong thing. I I'm saying like I probably would yeah, have yeah. done the wrong thing, where I would have just probably tried to draw it myself, and I would have not even thought of like what's something else that i could do and i think plato it's just like oh, so, yeah. yeah it's such a huge leap from what i would have done and i thought i just thought it would have taken you like a few iterations to try to get to that point um but it's really something like visually cool yeah, yeah. Well, well, I, i think so too like looking back at it like a lot of people you know i made a video where uh i kind of it's not a rant but it's like Hey, like you can make cool games even if you suck at yeah, art. Yeah, and there, and, yeah. And I saw that video as well. I watched all of your videos, by the way. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, yeah, yeah. I'm, well, I'm glad you did. Yeah. Like, <laughs> means a lot. Thanks. But yeah, I, I had that's. I think and that's actually the video I have that has uh, the most views. Uh -huh. And I think that's it's because it's kind of controversial in a way mm -hmm. because that's the video where I had 
the most like comments that were going in the opposite direction of what I was saying. Like a lot of people told me like, oh, you're just like, oh, you should have just hired an artist. Like, and I, I, I get the comments. <laughs> I get it. Like, yeah, I know there's a bunch of artists out there that are looking for jobs, but like, you can't afford it. I'm just, I'm a kid. Yeah. Like I live with my parents. Like I don't have money to pay an artist. Yeah. And I, I had, actual comments of people saying like almost like i was a horrible person for not giving money to people right yeah to make art. yeah and I was, no. it was selfish <laughs> to try and make art by myself and i was like wait let me get this straight. Like, <laughs> i need to get broke so that i can you know like, yeah, that it, doesn't make any yeah, sense yeah it doesn't make any sense i suck at programming i'm not paying a programmer either yeah. you know <laughs> so I feel like it's so easy for, and I get it, you know, like you've studied art and everything. It's really easy to think of like, oh, I got great skills. And there's so many good artists out there that mm -hmm. aren't getting the, the the jobs that they want. And I totally get that. And, you know, like, I, I really hope that, uh, and I truly believe that the video games industry is going to grow and these people will find jobs and uh, it, it's going to be, but it's also going to be more common, you know, like becoming an artist today is, easier than it ever was before yeah, as think, becoming a programmer yeah. or becoming a game designer you know like making games is something that is so accessible now that you really gotta create something different to catch the intention yeah. of people and that's why i thought that creating a game out of play-doh was an interesting idea yeah i think it's a really good idea it's like really like out there i've never seen anything like it i know you mentioned that there well, was this like film like a short film that was kind of like it where they made out of play-doh and i think you even mentioned there was other games that were made out of play-doh also yeah I, I was shocked because uh when i started uh sharing the my first versions on reddit of you know that play-doh style mm -hmm. play-doh art um i had a lot of comments like oh it reminds me of that game never i was like wait what <laughs> like, so I, I, checked, I checked it out on youtube and i was like shit like it's exactly what i made like it's uh it's clay art and that was made by microsoft i think in like way back like i wasn't even born when that thing was made yeah yeah i was like oh my god like people are gonna think i'm a ripoff and <laughs> i've i've looked at other like people like saying oh that game like clay jam mobile game and i was like wait what and then i looked at it wow it's exactly <laughs> like you know yeah. and so obviously and you know the, the world is huge uh -huh. you know like a lot of people have ideas and it's ob like now for now it's obvious to me that like that's something that people had thought of before but it's not the yeah. thing that i love right now with that medium that uh, you know because like some people told me like oh you shouldn't make that art video because people are going to rip you off and they're going to make other clay games like, you know that's already happened right? and, like, everybody's made something yeah <laughs> and I, i'm like i'm the one ripping people <laughs> off like, <laughs> as far as i'm concerned like, and, <laughs> and like if i look at it if i look at every single game that has been made in clay art right now none of them look the same yeah and that's what made me realize like it's such an under like used medium that i don't really care like people can make games in clay if they want it's it would be so cool to see more. to have to to this becoming as mainstream as you know pixel art yeah that that would be i think that's a really good idea i think um it's n maybe not as accessible as as pixel art because yeah yeah because pixel art is just on the computer with clay you actually have to go out and get stuff um yeah yeah, but there, yeah. But i think it's, it's 
I think in general, it's much more accessible than people think. Yeah. And you made that comment that actually like making it yourself out of clay is actually a lot faster than than doing it by art. Because with art, you said this, um, you have to spend years and years on becoming an actual artist. And that's like, it's such a big, it may seem like getting that time investment making that clay is bigger but it's actually like a shorter yeah, a shorter way of to course. Yeah. if i if i wanted to create like a a very you know like polished game in traditional 2d art or 3d uh it would take me a lot of time i don't know like definitely more time than i spent on the clay art i think people like overestimate like how much time it takes like it really doesn't take that much time. I did want to ask you a little bit about the clay art, just because um, you didn't really talk about it. I couldn't find it anywhere. Um, how long did it take you to to like actually get that art right? Because I noticed in a few shots in the beginning, um, there was yeah. you still had that green hue around the edges. Yeah. And then later on, I didn't see that green hue anymore. Like how how much? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's time spent on so when there was the green hue i was testing out um different ways to remove the green screen mm-hmm. right uh and i think honestly the green there's always the green on every single frame mm-hmm. uh and people that are actual photographs uh told me like how to remove that and how to like take pictures without this and that and everything and um i'll go ahead and say this like i'm not i'm going to ignore those comments because <laughs> Right now, I'm so far into development that if I try to uh, apply these things, it's just gonna it's gonna end up taking more time than if I actually learned art, right? Wait, if uh, because if uh, if I apply, you know, like if I make claymation the way professionals do for claymation films or whatever, uh-huh. obviously that's an insane process that takes years and years of perfection. You know, it's I'm not gonna say that I've perfected an art, right? right. I'm what I. I've legit, what I've done is take a binder, tear it apart, put pieces of Play-Doh on it and take pictures with a camera. And then uh, why the green U isn't there anymore is because of post-process. Oh, yeah. That's really the main reason. So it didn't yeah. really take that long to 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 perfect that? Like the, the, the whole... Like... Yeah, really, it, that was really fast. But, well, I mean, it was fast because when I first discovered that it could look cool, I really took like, I think a whole week of just like playing around with it, mm-hmm. taking a bunch of pictures, rendering them in Unity and looking at what it looked like. And, you know, like if you have like a game made in pixel art and then you have one thing made out of clay, you really quickly want to get everything made out of clay because <laughs> it's going to look way much better. Right? <laughs> so what was the first thing so, that you made out of clay? So I'm assuming that you made one thing out of clay and then you imported and changed, switched out the assets for the sprites, I think. Yeah. So it was the, the you know, the 1v1 prototype. I, mm-hmm. uh, it was still like the same, like lame prototype. Like it was, it was decent, but you know, it wasn't, it was nothing crazy. Uh-huh. And what I did, the first thing I did was fake some red, take some red clay, put it on my table, just squish it. So it makes a round circle, uh-huh. take a picture of it and then import it in unity. So that was and the first thing. planets for that red thing yeah wow i think there's footage of it online yeah oh but, is it really but it's just like it's really just a red circle you know <laughs> yeah. so once you saw that red circle it's like yo i gotta this is it i have this is it yeah this is it well, it was so crisp it was so crisp like visually uh-huh. um compared to the the pixel art i was like 
you know what? Even if I'm I'm really bad at making like little clay dudes and little clay worms or whatever, mm-hmm. it's still gonna be so unique that people are gonna like it, it's gonna interest the the eye. You know, yeah, like, yeah, it's gonna be eye catching. It's gonna yeah, eye catching definitely. Yeah. So I was like, even if I make, even if I'm as bad as I am at pixel art making clay stuff, it's still gonna look decent. Mm-hmm. So and that's something that I'm comfortable putting on Steam. And so when directly when that got through my mind, I was like, all right, the whole game's gonna be made out of this, and I'm making that right now. Yeah, yeah. that's really cool. That like I said, it's such a it's a cool concept. It's something that I would have not thought of. Um, there was uh, something you said in that video also where you said maybe people could make something out of wood, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah that would be wood. awesome. That would be really cool. Are you gonna do that? That would be really cool. <laughs> no, I'm I'm not. Um, I think I think I'm gonna try and uh, think about other uh, kind of art forms that I could use to make video games. I really think that the video game medium is so new that there's so many things that haven't been done yet mm-hmm. that people could really explore. Also, like, and I know that like, I know people they, they've come up to me and they're like, oh, that's really cool. You know what? I'm I'm trying to three D scan stuff and make games out of it now and everything. And I'm like, yeah, that's definitely something doable too. And there's so many things that you can do now that you know like 3d scan stuff sounds something insane but you know you can just take your smartphone and do it yeah 3d scan that's when you take pictures of something and then overlay it on top of a model inside of the yeah it's gonna you're there you can just download like a a program on your cell phone i don't know the name but you just take a bunch of pictures and Mm -hmm. it's gonna render uh, a, mo- a model of whatever you've done oh yeah. really you don't even have to uh yeah. you don't even have to build the model out you just take pictures of it yeah you just take pictures of it and it renders the model Whoa, i don't crazy. know the name of it someone talked to me about that but yeah and i've seen it like in action it, it's crazy it's i mean you can do so many stuff right now and people just don't pay attention to it they just think like what's popular right now oh pixel art i'm gonna do pixel art and mm-hmm. like well yeah good luck like Trying to break out of that a million yeah, other people making I mean, pixel art. <laughs> everyone's doing pixel yeah. art, dude. Like, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, but uh, Crawl is an awesome. Like, <laughs> crawl is a game made in pixel art. Yeah, I like the use of Crawl. It's just like it's so visually cool. Like the animation of Crawl is crazy. Uh-huh. It looks crazy. Oh, I've, ne- I've little, never seen something like it. Is that the little animation that you included in your video of that little monster? Yeah, like, the little like uh, monster like exploding. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's what it blood. was. Oh, yeah. it's from this game, Crawl. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, it looks awesome. Yeah, maybe I, I should start including in my videos like the name of of the games. Like, uh, also like in that same video, I mentioned a game made like with like a lot of um, shaders. And yeah, yeah, I, had a I lot saw of that people like too. Asking, I was gonna, yeah, I was yeah. actually wanting to ask you like, what game is that? Because it looked yeah, that's really called Re- Rewired. Rewired. That, the, I I think that's the name of the game. Well, Let me check. Because I saw that, I was like, whoa, that's a really interesting looking game. Like, yeah, that game is like on another level. Yeah, it's so like. Oh no, Rewired. Uh, no, I'm. Rewired is the input thing I'm using for my. Oh game yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, yeah. The Rewire was um because you say you didn't yeah, like the built-in was. Unity What's the name input of that system. Game? Yeah, it's it's something about hacking. Like, damn it, I. I I've actually it was asked on my comments like you can easily find it on okay well yeah I'll, I'll look know, it up after, I'll put the name I'll, I'll try to look it up yeah. yeah yeah I'll look it up I'll put the name up on there on screen if you want to check it out it's like a game made out of shaders it's really yeah, it's, it's 
really uh, the, the word yeah i wanted to go a little bit more in depth in the word that you use you said that it, it looked really juicy what does that mean what does juicy mean oh that's something that um yeah that's something i that was really like like my teachers in um in uh is that an industry it? term that people say juicy yeah yeah juicy yeah, yeah people always use that oh juicy and it's been, yeah juicy or yeah no it, well it's you have things called sign and feedback, right? Mm -hmm. Where you indicate the player what's going on in the game. For example, if a, a player or enemy gets hit, uh -huh. uh, you, you're going to see like blood splatter or whatever. And that's uh, feedback, right? Uh -huh. Because it's the feedback from the input you just made of hitting that enemy or receiving damage. And, uh, you know, making it juicy means that these uh, aspects of the game are really put out there so you really see that there's an impact when you're hitting there's, someone oh so there's right? like really or a when lot of something once when, when something's happening the feet the signs and fleet black are clear and what juicy means is like not only they are clear but they're really satisfying they're satisfying you know? okay so it's like a satisfying big thing it's it's like a, it's a feedback big and it's satisfying. basically talking to your player like saying information about what's going on to the game and to your player in a really satisfying a way satisfying, yeah okay. exactly okay so that's something yeah that's something that i when i heard i was like juicy <laughs> like that's such a strange term to to put out there i didn't know it was an industry term that's, that's yeah yeah definitely if you look a lot of, there's a lot of uh videos about people talking to you about like how to make something juicy, juicy or yeah. how to emphasize like your signs and feedback yeah. yeah that's uh speaking of like things that are normal in the industry i was watching another video about um this thing that you were talking about it was a loop it was a habit loop it was ocr yep. i think it was ocr yeah, yeah so objective challenge and reward yeah so and the something that struck me was that that concept it was somehow linked to a book it was called the power of habits and the power of habits is not a game development book at all it's like a yeah it's it's like a self-improvement book and i was when you said that i was like whoa that's such a a strange thing to reference when you're making a game is a book about uh, self-help um yeah how much influence do you get from things outside of the game industry like how much well yeah like, um yeah, I'm. I'm. I mean, that was a very. Um, how can I say this? That really struck me because I, I read a lot of uh, self improvement books. Mm -hmm. uh, that's something that I really love. And uh, and you know, when I first heard of OCRs, it was really in the in the in the industry. You know, in, in mm -hmm. studying game design. Right. And at the time, I was like, wow, like game designers are so smart. Like they figured out that out like all by themselves and yeah. everything. And eventually, like, I really started to get into psychology and reading those kind of books. Mm -hmm. And when I when I was, like, looking at this, I was like, wait, like, game designers just ripped <laughs> off psychology. Like, <laughs> they literally didn't invent anything. Yeah. Like, that, that stuff existed since, like, freaking years. <laughs> and so it got me thinking, like, you know, like, you know what? Like, game design is basically psychology. Like, it's just, you just need to understand how the human brain works and use that to your advantage and i i think like a fun fact like i think like fortnite is actually getting sued over yeah yeah for getting people addicted uh, through these methods yeah exactly. yeah 
because I know that there was um I don't know if Facebook was actually a part of that too a few years ago where they were like getting sued for the same reason for making it too addicting. I saw that I saw what yeah. you were talking about also about Fortnite getting sued for making it purposely addicting for children. Um yeah. I never really got that to be honest. Like I don't like Fortnite. <laughs> like it just it was so boring and yeah. so slow for me. <laughs> I don't I don't get it. Yeah, I don't get yeah. the appeal of Fortnite. But I mean like it's just the fact they're they're suing because Fortnite got really big, but that's actually a subject that's been around for a while now. And uh, I have a great friend that I made in Paris that really uh, got into that subject and sent me some um, articles or, uh, you know, like studies, like whole, like university studies that were proving, like, and sh trying to show, like, oh, like Call of Duty, when you, whenever you play Call of Duty, like it's actually destroying some parts of your brain because it's, overstimulated right and yeah yeah like the, the human the human body isn't made to uh receive so much gratification uh so quickly mm -hmm. and so it actually that's why you know it kills your attention span span it, that's why you, like people they click away like two minutes mm -hmm. in the video or 10 seconds in you know so it's because you, mm -hmm. social media everything is destroying the way we 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 live life right yeah. and it's just a part of evolution that's that's how i like to see it but yeah. i think um there was i heard some people talking about it before where like um we develop technology so much faster than we're able to live in it so yeah we're we're still like evolution takes so long to 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 go to to happen so we as people should still be like in and like the caveman era where we're still hunting out for food because people like yeah. obesity is a big issue because we're we have so much access to food whenever we want like we don't have to go out and hunt for it and social media is bringing in so much like depression because we're not built to be around a social pressure and we're not built to interact with people with having an, an anonymity at the same time so it's like on yeah. both ends and it's just this concept of just like we as as humans are not ready to live in the world that we built because we're not advanced enough for it. And I think that's yeah, I mean, that's that's one way to see it. But, you know, like saying that we're and this is going to go very deep uh, uh -huh. outside of the video game. <laughs> that's okay, that's okay. I, I'm really fascinated about a lot of things in life. And uh, I had, uh, you, you know, like Elon Musk uh, in the, I think it was the. Is it Joe Rogan? I think interview Podcast. where yeah, he yeah. smoked weed and yeah, that yeah. made like a whole big thing. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Uh, he actually said like some really cool, interesting stuff in that interview. And uh, he said like uh, talking about AI, he said like the best way we can approach like artificial intelligence in the future would be to connect it to our brains, basically, mm -hmm. and that's the only way we could survive mm -hmm. through evolution itself, because the AI and internet and all these computers and technology is starting to evolve faster than we can handle. And if we don't take this technology and plug it into our brain, we're not going to be able to process all that evolution. And we're going to, basically the technology is going to take over us, right? Mm -hmm. And I thought that was super interesting. And I feel like it makes a lot of sense. You know? Yeah, like, I feel like too, in like, a, yeah. yeah, in a way it's kind of already happening. Like I said, like, like we're not able to keep up with what we're, doing there's yeah. Something, yeah there's something he said that he that was really interesting to me and in the same podcast actually where he said um 
if you think about it, we're kind of already at that point where we're already yeah, integrated. because we, we already have the cell phones. Yeah, yeah we already have the awesome. cell phones, right? And the only thing that's different from putting a chip in your brain and having a cell phone is the time that it takes to get that information. Because right exactly. now, if you, yeah, if you look something up, um, everyone is a genius now. Because if you don't know something, literally just pull out your phone, check Google, and now you know it. Yeah. Yeah. And that interaction. Yeah, that really struck to me too. Yeah, yeah. I was like, whoa, I never thought of it that way. Like, you're so right. Like, that's oh. crazy. It, it yeah, takes I remember like, I was super shook as well. I, yeah. I was watching this guy. That guy's a genius. And that's so, like, I need I need a chip in my brain right now. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And definitely. when you said that, I was like, yo, that's so right. Like, it's already, we're already there. We just need the, the time to be faster. Like, because what he's yeah. talking about is like milliseconds. What we already have is like minutes. Just look something up yeah. and a minute later, we already know. It's, it it yeah. was so cool. Um, I wanted to ask you, the reason why I brought up that book was, what are what are some resources outside of game development like that has nothing to do with game development that you would recommend to people? So like, hey, check this out. Like, Yeah, yeah. that's hard because um, I'm interested in so many things. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, you know, like, of course I could go and say like, check out how music is made. Mm -hmm. Like, the structure of creating music or creating any type of art, you know, you can approach, I, I don't want to give like, that's the thing with game design and schools. And is that, and that's one thing that I really liked about is art too, is that the teachers were really like, we're giving you guidelines about how games has been made, have been made in the past years, but like, it's, it's still an underdeveloped medium, right? Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of uh, ways you can explore that medium. I actually made, there's one game I made that I was uh, very emotionally kind of broken uh, when I when I thought of that game. I just woke up and I was really not in a good place in my life. Mm -hmm. And I actually made a whole game in a day um, with one. Com I, I woke up with a concept to, of course, there's like a mechanic in it, but it's way more like a walking simulator. Uh -huh. But it just like I'm I just. I kind of threw that game on my computer, like you just randomly make a drawing on a piece of paper, right? Uh -huh. And that's something that's doable. And it's not, it's, it was completely out of everything that I had learned in school, right? It was, so I think like, I wouldn't really reference anything outside of game development, but I'd say that instead of looking at things outside to create a game, you, you, you need to just really look at what a game is exactly and try to approach it in the way you would approach anything else right mm -hmm. um that's it's it's a bit hard to explain but like trying I, to get the conventions of a regular game and not following it yeah i mean it's like kind of like uh, if you look at how paintings have been made like people used to be like oh you need to something really realistic and everything and mm -hmm. like then eventually people say like you know what no i can express something with like a bunch of you know paint where wherever on the on the thing it's yeah, people, yeah, like, yeah, like when people first saw that they were really shook and i think it's the same with video games like it's a medium like that's it's the the richest medium out there because it combines you know sound visuals and the the biggest part of it is interactions right mm -hmm. and so there's so many ways to approach all of these things that I don't know. I feel like saying like, oh, that particular book or that particular thing or that type of music or whatever gives me ideas or whatever mm -hmm. wouldn't necessarily help people out. My my the biggest 
advice I can give is try to approach it in a different way that everyone's telling you to. And yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So just uh, like thinking about like, it in a different way. Just to be clear about it, you know, like Planet Cleaner is really his like a mainstream type of game. You know, it's a bunch of mechanics. It's one system and it works fine. And people are gratified for doing certain tasks. And, you know, I really look at it as a, it's not really a art artsy game. It's more like an, interest it's more like a systemic game with an interesting art style you know mm -hmm. uh but i do think that the the video game medium is underexploited and that there's so many things to do in it that you know yeah, yeah <laughs> we that's... can make more than just video games yeah, yeah yeah that's really that's really cool yeah just just thinking about things in a different way because like you said we haven't been we've been how long have we have we as people been making games like 40 years yeah few years yeah, yeah, yeah. that's like, nothing yeah that is nothing yeah yeah 40 years in the grand and you know like video games are starting they're just starting to be like accepted yeah yeah recently only recently i think only in like you know? the past decade like when i was in high school like if you played video games yeah. like you're yo bro like come on <laughs> i know yeah. and still now like you know like i teach kids how to make video games in high schools right that's uh -huh. one of my jobs uh -huh. and so i go there and i show them how to make games and um i think it was was it yesterday no it was today actually today uh -huh. i went and uh i i need to you know like kids they sign up and they talk about like oh i really like it and i'd love to be part of that project over the year and make a game in while I'm in high school and everything. And a lot of kids I heard, they were saying like, oh yeah, I spent way too much time on video games and, you know, like, but they were signing up to create games, you know? Uh -huh. But they didn't think like, wait, that's an actual thing, <laughs> yeah. you know? And when I was in front of them and saying like, you know, you can actually make that for a living. Like, it's like making cinema, like, and you know, cinema is really, society like now sees the value in, in cinema and you know like videos yeah. and things like that but i feel like it's going to be the same thing with video games like it's going to be time it's going to take time yeah for it to be accepted. people are going to find yeah people are going to see it as a way to express themselves the day people are going to watch to look at video games as a way to express themselves it's gonna it's gonna be game changing yeah that's a really good good note <laughs> <laughs> like how was how was the process of of learning discord because I, i i feel like i'm very much in the same boat of me not understanding social media like i yeah <laughs> i'm like such an old man with social media i don't get it like i i yeah, made yeah. a twitter reddit is like the thing that i i use the most just because it's it's the least social media ish out of all of them you just i kind of just yeah. like respond to people i don't really post it's much. the best yeah honestly yeah, yeah it's the best and i i never really i just never really understood instagram or, or twitter or facebook it's just yeah i don't get it <laughs> um, um, so how was the process of like starting to learn like discord and all these other things all these other platforms so how how i approached it is really simple is i just made a bunch of accounts mm -hmm. on a bunch of social media and i just started playing around with it and like i said it's it's going back at uh you know put yourself in uncomfortable positions and maybe like at start you're going to tweet stuff that people don't tweet and because it's just not how twitter works and people are going to be like what the hell are you doing mm -hmm. and then but maybe also it's something different that people are going to like and they're going to say hey it hasn't i haven't seen that on twitter yet or same on reddit and or same on discord you know it's it's always that thing of like approaching 
something new. And, you know, if you if you never tweet, you're never going to get a response from people and you're never going to know if it works or not. Mm -hmm. So just get a Twitter, tweet stuff, look how it works out and try different things. Same with uh, Discord. Discord, I actually had a, a good friend of mine that uses Discord a lot. Mm -hmm. He's actually the moderator of uh, Planet Cleaners. He, he posts a bunch of memes, and that's awesome. Yeah. Um, but but, uh, but yeah, he really helped me like look at how Discord works and channels and stuff. And I actually been playing more with Discord lately. Uh, I've been adding bots and stuff for mm -hmm. uh, a beta of the game that's coming on soon. But uh, yeah, I've added been I've been adding bots and looking at how bots work because bots are a huge part of Discord. Right. Yeah, I didn't and, even know that. <laughs> I don't know how Discord yeah, yeah. works at all. Well, basically, it's like it's like fake people that join your Discord. Yeah, you yeah. can ma manage them in like different websites, and you're gonna do different stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. I know like what a, I know what a bot is, but yeah. I just don't know how yeah, big yeah. it is. Uh, you know, oh, in Discord, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. it's basically like the whole disc Discord is basically like super simple if you don't have bots, but then you can add bots and people you can code your own bots like. I've seen people do like messed up stuff. <laughs> uh, actually, like uh, Mike Rose actually made a talk about that for uh, what's the name of that game? It's like a uh, '90s internet simulation. '90s internet and they they made they made a bot. It's a GGC talk. You need to check that out. It's okay. really awesome. Yeah, like, yeah. And uh, he talks about how he made a bot. How he paid someone to make a bot that made. Uh, an internet simulation inside the Discord server. Whoa, that sounds crazy. So, yeah, it's messed up. People could create website that would be a channel and they could put stuff in it and it would see like how many visitor, visitor, visitors would go and everything. It was like, and, and he, like he said, like looking back, like I think that was a bit insane, but it just goes <laughs> like to show like how far you can go with Discord. Yeah. And I feel like, it's awesome to have a, a, a tool like Discord that is super mainstream now, but that is really, really manuable. Like you can really like modify it w however you want, right? Yeah. And you know, like Skype is super restrictive, you know, compared to Discord. Discord, you can do whatever you want, yeah. right? And I think that's the future of social media. And I think Discord has nailed it. It's like, oh. The, let people create whatever they want right yeah Th yeah discord is is like like i said to me it's just like a like a blank canvas and i didn't know that bots were such a big thing on discord yeah but i think that's why discord is super confusing at first yeah so you built your community you started posting stuff and and now we're getting to the end Cl not not to the end we're getting closer to the end you have a demo you're like you, said, you mentioned you mentioned that you're putting out a demo soon and yeah how how close to the end of the game development process do you think you are? Oof, <laughs> that's a that's a harder one. Yeah, I've, um, honestly, I have oh, I have no clue. Yeah, because yeah, there's this thing that people always say where, like, if you give some like a creative person something, they will they can literally work on it forever. Like you, yeah. like, there's always something more that you could add or take away or change. Yeah. Um, no product is finished. Yeah, no yeah. product is ever finished. So you, um, you don't know how close you are? Because I feel like you've made a lot yeah, of progress now. It's definitely something that scares me because uh -huh. uh, I've read uh, Blood, Sweat, and Pixels. I really recommend that book, by the way. If, <laughs> I, if I have recommend recommendations to make, uh, Blood, Sweat, and Pixels, awesome book. Mm -hmm. And awesome author as well. And um, check out his Twitter. I don't know his name, but he's awesome. Okay. I'll <laughs> um, look it up. I'll put it up on the screen right now. Yeah, yeah. It's really, it's, uh, it's really interesting. 
it's uh it, it was the guy that made Stardew Valley. He worked like five years on it, I think. Uh huh. And he was living on on the, on the the money of his girlfriend, and he was just saying like every single day, like oh, uh, uh, like one more week, one more month, like two more months, you know, like one more week, and it ended up taking five years. Yeah. You know? And that, that's kind of like the situation I am right now of like, oh, I'm just going to add that. Oh, I'm just going to add that. And then like not really knowing how much time this is going to take. And so that's why I'm I kind of like right now I'm really at like, so actually I, in all of my videos, I say it's going to be a demo. Yeah, I've noticed that, actually, that that demo has yeah. been coming out for a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In all of my videos, I say, oh, there's a demo coming out soon. And th that's exactly what I'm talking about here. You you never know like when you're gonna be ready. Sorry, be ready to release something, right? Uh -huh. And that's something that's I think is it's hard to put yourself limits and say like, all right, that date I need to release something. Uh, I I'm not no longer referring to it as a demo. I'm now talking about the uh, beta version of the game. Okay, so if... where I'm I'm going to basically I'm I'm. I'm kind of taking a leap of faith here. Uh, what I'm going to do in a week or two is I'm going to put what I've created, so everything I've done so far, uh, for free, accessible on the Discord mm -hmm. uh, for a week or two. So anybody that joins the Discord uh, during that week or two that this is going to be available is going to be able to grab a copy of what I've built so far, play it, and give feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, and so with that, uh, in mind, the game's not done yet, obviously, because I'll have to add stuff to it. That's going to make it worth buying. Right. right. It's like an actual beta already have the game. Yeah. So, but the thing is that I'm giving away the game, right? It's, there's no time limit. You're, if you grab it during that week, like it's yours forever to keep. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, it's no steam key. It's going to be a steam It's going to be a zip file. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's kind of scary, but at the same time, I think that's how I'm going to get the most feedback. And like we talked, like to me, like feedback is really like the most important thing. And mm -hmm. I think that uh, even if I give away, like, because that's literally one way to see it is like, I'm giving away one year of my life to people. Right. right. Uh, and when I look, look at it though, it's definitely scary. But if I look at it the way like that, I should, uh, that I think I should, it's like, I'm begging for help, you know, like I'm giving this and people will be able to tell me everything that they think about it. And I'll be able to create with, with the feedback that I get, I'll be able to create something even better, something even greater. Mm -hmm. And I always, I already know what I'm going to add in the game in the future. And there's going to be, there's going to be content that makes the game worth buying. Right. Mm -hmm. But uh, you know, it's still a big leap of faith. And I'm, I was actually like one, well, two hours that would go low or three hours ago. I don't know. I was working on the, on the trailer for that demo that's mm -hmm. going to come up. That, well, that, that better. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm working on that trailer and you know, it's, it's always stressing me out. You know, it's, I mean, that's the thing with game development, I'll, especially if you're working solo. And that's why I think I'm going to make a whole video on, you know, motivation and, you know, like, like me the mental state that you're in while mm -hmm. you know working on a project for like a year and more uh it's it's a hard process but i still feel like you know like i said like i'm not doing this to have a stable life so <laughs> i'm always looking at it as i'm playing around like like with play-doh you know like you're just squishing it like 
playing around with it, making stuff, and if it's not cool, you just just destroy it and create something again. And that's kind of how I'm approaching this project and all the aspects of this project is like even like for social media, you know, like I'm looking at this, and I'm like, okay, like I'm just gonna try stuff and we'll see what happens. And right now with the that beta, I'm like, I'm gonna release that beta and we're gonna see what happens. You know, mm -hmm. like I have no idea. Yeah. And what's gonna happen in the future? Is it gonna pick up? Like maybe like I don't know, like maybe like the whole my whole Discord server is gonna take the game. Maybe like two <laughs> people are gonna take it. I have no idea, you know? Yeah, I think and there's that's that that that's what makes this whole process super interesting as well. Yeah. I've never heard of somebody just giving out a beta like that. Usually it's like closed beta or something like that. So it's Well, I mean it's it's kind of closed in a way that it's gonna be only available to the Discord. Yeah, to the Discord. But anyone can join the Discord, right? Mm -hmm. It's open, so and if you're listening to this right now, join the Discord. <laughs> join the Discord. Holiday. Get the game for free. Yeah, get the get game. Get one year of my life for free. <laughs> yeah, I'll leave that in the description for people that want to join the Discord. And then uh um by the time this video is posted, it should the demo should be uh either a week away or it should be coming out pretty soon, like a few yeah, days. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. So um we talked about the beta almost almost at the beta um and i saw the video that you made about the future profits that you want to make on this like the numbers and the, oh yeah yeah you gave very specific numbers and i saw that you actually yeah. took a lot of the numbers from uh reddit from this post that somebody posted oh i took i, I took the, the whole numbers are from that post oh yeah, really oh so it's like all the posts, yeah. yeah all the exact same yeah numbers. it's really like i i i looked at that post that awesome reddit post awesome awesome guy that posted it mm -hmm. really like i have tremendous respect for anyone that just posts numbers online yeah that's a very right? brave thing to do uh, like just to to yeah put yourself i love there. i love yeah i love transparency and game development i love that we have a community that like the like game developers we, there's a community of people that are willing to share these and i love that uh bigger names like you know a game dev underground or uh uh you know like uh blackthorn prod or people like that are sharing their numbers uh mm -hmm. online i think that's a very important way to create a very sane um community and not give false hope to people that see uh, game development as you know like solo game development as an opportunity to to make, make a, living, a lot of, yeah know? a lot of money yeah <laughs> obviously you know like yeah I'm, I'm currently working on a solo game you know and i make videos i try to make video videos every week mm -hmm. and i really put a lot of time and effort into this but i also work two jobs right right um, so it's it's a lot of time it's a lot of effort and i have no income i've made like if i really count like the money i've made with video games right now like if I if I don't take the um the uh campaign the Ulul campaign yeah in mm -hmm. consideration I've made two cents right mm -hmm. so it's you know it's a lot of uh, trial and error right and that's why it's fun you know and like everybody like obviously making games is fun and everybody would be doing it if it was easy mm -hmm. so I mean it's a whole process we we really got to do it for the process and yeah I've mentioned very specific numbers. Mm -hmm. And uh, I realized now that that was kind of a dumb thing to do because every single project is different. I've yeah. watched a lot of videos like that and a lot of Reddit posts like that. And there's so many things to take in consideration. Obviously, I'd love to reach those numbers, but I don't know if that's going to be something 
doable, right? Also, you I have um, no idea how. Yeah. So I was actually I wanted to actually like like did did those numbers change like because super specific numbers, but it looked yeah. It sounds like right now you don't know if you're gonna hit those. Um, I mean, yeah, yeah. Obviously, I'm I'm always putting myself like. It, when you're making something yeah I, since it's my first game like i really can't tell and it's true that i i think it really helped me at the time to like i make a lot of these videos for me as well like mm -hmm. it's not only to build a community it's really to be able to uh do exactly what we're doing right now right mm -hmm. look back at what i thought back then and how that changed and everything mm -hmm. i think that like if i want to be like the super like smart developer that i'd like to be i'd still aim for these numbers and be in the mindset that all right i need to check out online like how can i do it read that post once a day Re read that particular post once a day and like really like okay what did he do what like and you know like stalk his game development and try to see like what he's done that particular guy but you know like i might look at another game that someone made and did the exact same steps and didn't succeed and right. uh, there's there's also there's also a reason for that you know there's never no reason why a game didn't succeed or succeeded right yeah there's, uh, I, I personally believe like there's there's a part of luck of course like yeah, yeah. when you make a reddit poster yeah. or a immigrant post like if you fall when on that new post like you fall on someone that has a very bad day and just downvotes your stuff like you know that's the kind of luck that there is to it mm -hmm. but in the end during the whole process to me like if if i manage to succeed with planet cleaners there's going to be a reason for it. And if it fails, there's going to be a reason to, for it as well. Right. You know, so, and I believe that it's that way for every single game out there. And uh, so uh, I don't know how to answer that question. Do I still believe in those numbers? I'd love to. Get those numbers? Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, I'd love to believe in those numbers. Uh -huh. uh, I'd, I'd love to uh, think that uh, I'm going to hit those. I, but you know, I'm going to do all I can to hit those, but... You know, it's funny... Am I as, am I as confident as I was when I made that video back then? Uh -huh. uh, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. It's so interesting that you say that, because when looking at these... Because I have the numbers right here in front of me right now. It, it looks so conservative <laughs> i don't yeah, know yeah definitely yeah because like it looks they look like real numbers so basically the number i, I don't know if you mind me saying it oh no no definitely yeah, yeah so they so, are real numbers yeah they are real numbers for somebody else so basically in the first three months the guy made 6500 of net profit so that's net so out of after all the expensive he made 6500 yeah. and then he had ten thousand um people put it on their wish list on steam with a five percent yeah. conversion rate, so like five percent of the people that put put on their wish list wish list actually bought it, and yeah. there's a five hundred dollars of net income every single yeah. month five, after five, that. Just 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 to put that out there, like five percent is very impressive. Yeah, yeah. Five, it sounds like a lot. Five percent for ten thousand. Yeah. How much is that? That's a uh, five hundred. Yeah. It's five hundred. Yeah, it's a. It's like pretty a, sure it is. Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot. It's a lot of people. Yeah, it's a lot. So that the the actually the five percent was the only number that I was like, whoa, that uh, that does seem like a lot. Like, yeah, it's it's yeah, it is a five percent conversion rate is crazy. You know, what? I mean, and I don't know why he got those numbers. He goes in real good depth in his uh 
in his Reddit post. I still think it's a very relevant Reddit post and mm -hmm. it's worth uh, reading. But what I love about these is that these developers are as clueless as we are, right, to mm -hmm. their success. Mm -hmm. Because um, they they can only say what they've done right and what they've done wrong with their perspective of how things went down. Mm -hmm. But like, I... I personally think that there's no human being that's truly able to run down by himself, like make the game and run down by himself. The reason why, sorry, why these things happened the way they did, right? Yeah, because yeah. um, and that's what that's why like data and if you really want to land a job in the industry right now, you got to study like data analyzing. Data yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's that's like that's the biggest part of the industry right now because that's what creates sales and that's what creates numbers yeah i feel like it's a very similar thing to like the stock market like you just don't know like you could say certain yeah. things like affected it but you don't know for sure and even people exactly. today youtube yeah yeah even yeah even people YouTube algorithm. yeah the youtube algorithm is the same um i think mm -hmm. with that it's a little bit maybe a little bit different just because like there are certain things that youtube knows like these are the things that we're looking for um yeah but of course but with things like open to the open market like this like people don't know and i think it's even for bigger companies like you said like they're looking for data analysts because they they yeah. even even the big companies they don't know how they got it they just know that it happened and anybody that yeah. says like yo this is how to do it uh you know do you do you know like <laughs> like yeah you, do you really know you, and i think like that, that's a very interesting comment you said uh with the youtube algorithm because uh you know you, you said youtube knows what it wants right mm -hmm. because it's it's a coded algorithm mm -hmm. but exactly with, with the market the, you could say that the algorithm is people right yeah because they're the consumers and they're the people that are going to buy and so these data analysis are really like scratching their brains out to figure out how people work right yeah and it comes that it boils down to how we made games and how games works it's psychology yeah and it's it's i mean you know like cracking the human brain is like a lot to ask like yeah it's hard. it's hard people like people have literally been doing it for like mil uh, not millions hundreds of years trying to figure out how yeah. the brain works and still still we still have like very little idea and i think even with youtube uh i wanted to say something like they 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 create the algorithms and they they know what they want to improve on but even they yeah. the people that make the algorithms they don't know the outcome of it um because there's a lot of times of yeah where um they have a lot of things that they don't want popping up you know <laughs> um yeah yeah of yeah, course and yeah. there's that's that's when there's actual censorship on youtube right? yeah when yeah they, they make like a conscious decision of removing something because yeah, yeah. They, they don't like it and it's picking up right yeah yeah so even even the people that make the algorithms they know how the algorithm works but they don't know the outcome of it so if exactly. you if you ever like meet somebody that says like you you want to make a million dollars making a video game come to me because i know it. it's like no no nah. yeah, it doesn't work. <laughs> but it's, it's the same thing for like if you look at yourself like obviously like you kind of know how you think you kind of know what things you like what things you don't like but do you really have an impact on how you consume media or how you consume you know i think we do but there's a part of us that's still being controlled by the subconscious and yeah. things that you know like data analysis could 
yeah i feel like data analysis could teach stuff about me that i don't know about myself mm -hmm. right because because data is so representative of things but at the same time it's so abstract yeah yeah i think it's I <laughs> yeah, yeah i think it's, it's like a hard a, subject yeah it's it's a very like high concept like what are we talking about <laughs> because it's 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 funny because it's super specific and super like it's maths right it's mm -hmm. data but at the same time it's so abstract yeah like it's I feel oh, like even with weird. data analysts, they, they, like I said before, like they know the outcome, they can figure out A and B, like this is where we started and this is where we ended, but it's still yeah. hard for them to figure out the, the in-between, the in-between A and B. Cause like, Definitely. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, that's what they're getting paid to do is to figure it out. But I think that's a job that's going to stay up forever because they're never going to figure it out. Yeah, <laughs> and people are still going to be looking for that, that golden goose to like, hey, show us how, how it happened. <laughs> of course. Yeah. It's, a, it's a very interesting subject. And there's a bunch of uh, very interesting videos out there talking mm -hmm. about that as well and Reddit posts. Um, so uh, one last thing that I wanted to talk about, just because you mentioned that he was a really good friend of yours. Uh, you actually did work with one other person that I know of uh, making the game. Uh, his name was Yus. And actually, yeah, that's yeah. my very, very great friend of mine. Uh, he studied, uh, he actually just finished studying uh, in a sound uh, at a, a school called Music Technic, and he really liked it. Yeah, it sounds, and, I listened to some of his music. Yo, it's so out there like it uses crazy. a lot of foley inside of the music itself yeah and I was yeah like, yeah that's crazy i've never heard music like this but he has like some pretty cool tracks he has it on it's, on it's crazy yeah he has some on soundcloud he has like a falcon flower and bubble um yeah yeah i i think those are the only three that he has up right yeah for now yeah and he's, he's releasing something i think uh i think friday so tomorrow i think he's releasing something okay but um yeah. but yeah he's He's really interesting into in his process, and I've never seen someone because I make music, right? Mm -hmm. I love to make music, and uh, I've watched him like create, and he spends so much time. Like I think the most time he spends is on creating sounds, right? You mentioned foley and everything, but mm -hmm. he, yeah, he, he really spends time like recording sounds and then or finding sounds like uh, in sound banks and everything. Uh -huh. Then he fake those, and he's like the most time he spends to create his music is like really focusing on like creating the best sound this like wave can make right yeah yeah and so he creates things that are so out of the ordinary and then it blends together to create something yeah totally crazy yeah, yeah there was yeah there was this one up, specific yeah. part where he like it was like some weird like slap uh sound yeah. effects but then it led so smoothly into like a music drop and i was like whoa that yeah yeah that, that was he's really crazy. doing crazy stuff yeah, he definitely doing... has his its own style yeah. yeah and he actually worked on the game so how was the process of actually making the the game because he put up footage of that actually a little bit of footage of you guys making the game yeah it was That's super fun obviously like we're great friends so we had like really fun time uh -huh. making it but uh we actually recorded play-doh uh and you know, like Play-Doh doesn't really make noises. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we 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 took it and then we put it some water in it, whatever. We made some like some sort of bubbles where we we take Play-Doh and then put like make a little like hole and then put water and then close the hole and then squish it so it yeah. makes like a little bit of noise. Like we had water all over the place yeah, at yeah. the end, like, like horrible. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's it was super fun and you know like watching him like play around with this and create stuff was 
super interesting to watch and uh we had like i think like three or four iterations where we take all the sounds that he created for very specific things uh integrate them with wise so we used wise that was the first time i used a a, a third party uh sound a software mm -hmm. and wise is a uh, is a sound integration tool for unity or or just for like any yeah well for for any uh yeah it works i think it works with unreal unity most game engines out there yeah, yeah cuz i i see wise all the time whenever i start up a game like i see like wise and it's like yeah oh. it's it's really used uh throughout the industry mm -hmm. because it's not really expensive and it's it's uh it actually it costs something if you have more than ten thousand dollars uh yeah i think the... for to not 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 like if you it's not like if you like unity is like annually what you make uh-huh but with them it's like if you have ten thousand dollars to make your game then you're gonna have to pay something for wise but if you're broke and your game blows up they're not going to take anything because at start you made the game out of nothing. Yeah, I think Unreal... That's what I got from it, yeah. Yeah, I think Unreal has a similar thing where they take up... They, they, they make... They, they let you use the engine for free, but like if it's successful to a certain point, I'm not too sure how Unreal works, but like yeah. they, they take a portion of it if you're making over a certain yeah. amount. I think that's a, a cool concept for a business model because you're still making money and also for people that yeah. aren't that can't afford it they're still able to use your product i think that's a really cool idea i don't know who forced it i don't know if it's unity but i feel like once you have one engine that like uses this as a business model like the others just have to follow yeah through because otherwise like every single kid that wants to make games are gonna go with that free one yeah, yeah. right also does unity do so. the same thing now Oh, I think Unity made that first. Really? The, the move of like, oh, yeah. I think it's like if you don't make if you don't make a hundred thousand yearly with Unity, you don't need to pay anything or something like oh, that. Oh, that's crazy. Because uh, I yeah, it's big numbers. Yeah. When I took because I took half a year of game development, I a little side okay. here, I hated it. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Okay. It's just because um, I went to school. I went to it was in high school. I went to a vocational high school, so it's basically like. You go to high school, you you take all the classes, and then right after high yeah. school, you get a job in the thing that you're learning. Um, and I took yeah, web, cool. yeah, I took web design because I I wanted to get into programming. Um, and then for some reason, they sprung it out on like our, my second year. They're like, oh, by the way, you're gonna be taking half a, a year in game design. And I was like, uh, oh, okay. Like uh, you were like, wait, what? <laughs> what? Yeah, I was like, what? What do you mean? Like I didn't I didn't sign up for that. But at first I was like, okay, okay, it sounds cool, whatever. So I went in yeah. and then it was nothing what I imagined. Like I imagined like Oh okay. Yeah, yeah just yeah. just working on assets and that's it. Um but Oh okay. Yeah. It wasn't like that at all. I didn't like it. But uh Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean <laughs> all right. I'm not saying it's bad. I mean obviously you're Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. It's just it's just something that wasn't for me. I like more the programming aspect of things yeah definitely i love programming as well like if i if i could like really expand my knowledge in one thing in game development it would be programming and i, I think that's something i'm gonna do uh after uh once uh, planet cleaner is done you know, go, might, start learning you know, more about programming. go and take classes yeah take classes and actually like good programming habits and things like that yeah 
Yeah, that's definitely something to look at. I remember you talking about that also, about your, your coat looking like spaghetti. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, my coat's disgusting. Every time I live stream, there's people commenting like, yo, your coat. <laughs> oh, live streaming. Oh, my gosh. I was just about to skip over this topic, and it's something that I wanted to talk to you about because it's really, oh, really? Yeah, okay. it relates very close to something that you mentioned where you were deciding on... Uh, trying to either live stream on Mixer or Twitch. And oh, yeah. You said that. You I actually saw today that... Um, Shroud. What's his name? Shroud. Yeah, Shroud, Shroud changed, yeah. changed to Mixer. That's what I... That's it. Yo, yeah. Oh, my God. Twitch is dead. Yeah. My bad. Twitch is dead. That's I, it. End of Twitch, everyone. Yeah. Like, sign out, sign out. Done. I wanted to get your opinion on that. Do you actually believe that, that, like, Twitch is starting to go downhill because they lost two big... Oh, crew? definitely. Yeah. I, I actually have uh, a... Different opinion uh, than that on you. I think that Twitch could definitely be going down that road of like, yeah, they're not the big powerhouse anymore if they keep bleeding creators like this. But I think two still isn't enough because they were expecting Ninja to make a big difference. He didn't really for the platform, and now I think they're expecting Shroud to make. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Shroud is. They're hoping to make a big difference. Still, I don't think that's gonna happen. I think they need at least like five big creators and the top creators from Twitch. Because if you just get like a mid-level creator onto Mixer, like you know, there's so many mid-level creators. But if you get like five big creators, that's a big number and that's a sizable enough difference for yeah. people to actually go like, yo, maybe we should check out this Mixer. But two people. Uh, that's more of a their single community kind of thing that affects it. Yeah, I get it, but I I think that like the need that the, the thing that I look at is more like how Mixer is built, mm -hmm. and I feel like Mixer is a much more interesting streaming platform than Twitch. Yeah, you and you did um, mention for many reasons. Uh -huh. Yeah, uh, they have like systems of gratifying players exactly like we mentioned with um, OCRs and psychology that makes people want to keep watching mm -hmm. makes people want to stay on stream yeah their their um, ui is juicy yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> it's really it's, it's a very uh, gratifying platform to uh watch uh -huh. and i think that uh people that watch people like shroud and people that watch people like um ninja are going to go there and make use of those things and won't really be able to go back to twitch yeah and that's one vision that i have for it uh, obviously, Microsoft is extremely aggressive right now mm -hmm. in their ways of going about that. Uh, I personally don't really care which platform goes uh, strong or not. Like, I don't care if Twitch keeps on shining. Uh, I just think that Mixer will be the place where game developers will yeah. stream. Because uh, Twitch removed the game development uh yeah i noticed yeah, yeah i noticed that there's not a lot of game developers in general on twitch just like streaming their stuff like i don't know if that's um i twitch actually did like a reorganization and switch from game developer into just a general uh, sorry a general art category yeah um but yeah like I, do people stream like game developments on on platforms it was actually, I think it was pretty popular before. I think it, it kind of had it down. Uh -huh. uh, I think people, I think, it, you know, like when streaming a game, you have something to watch, like that's very rewarding. Like you can see someone like make cool shit and like if he's really good, then he's destroying people. Then it's very rewarding to feel that you're in that moment with him and that you're living this 
as he's creating as as he's not creating but like you know destroying other opponents mm-hmm. and i think that why game development hasn't picked up on uh, hasn't like picked up yet is because uh there isn't enough people making games right now that are willing to watch live streams they'd rather make games yeah and i think that when making games will become much more uh mainstream because it will i'm i'm sure 100% sure that in like 10 years like people will be so much more interested in how people are making games and how they're doing it and their actual development skills mm-hmm. and how to improve and how and they will actually enjoy you know watching someone write crisp crisp code and like how he's creating any type of mechanic or system or whatever because it's going to be something that's so accessible you know like just like uh today when i i was uh with uh, kids to to share with them the program of like hey you can make a game in one year and obviously i'm not showing them how to code right You're yeah, high school yeah. students and <laughs> it's a drag and drop in construct three engine uh-huh. but uh, a lot of kids came up to me and they say like hey i write python and i write c sharp and i write c plus plus and we're like in you know like second year of high school and i was like holy shit we're like 12 years old <laughs> <laughs> not a code and that's the thing like and there's there's no there's no like it's not the school showing them how to code right yeah. it's them no. at home that there's they're choosing they don't want to play fortnite today they, no they want to sit down watch like a 40 year old man explain how to write <laughs> like a like python code to like run automatic stuff right 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 genuinely like interested in in this at 12 years old and i'm like I'm going to I'm going to like go down so quickly when I'm going to be like like in 10 years, you know. It, yeah. For sure it's going to happen, you know. It's part of life and that's why it's so cool and that's why I love teaching as well. That's cool. I think it's cool that you're <laughs> you're you're teaching well you're actually teaching out there because I know you you work at that and then you also work at a burger place. Um <laughs> Yeah, I lo- I also really love working at that burger. That's burger in Montreal, yeah. I think we hit a lot of good points um is there anything else that you wanted to say wanted to plug uh go, go on the discord <laughs> go get that demo, that beta because it's gonna be there for a week or two but okay yeah uh, other, other than that uh no i i, I really enjoyed this it was uh-huh. really cool Thank i really you. like what you're doing yeah podcasts are awesome and, <laughs> uh really was my my pleasure to be here like really, okay. really was cool Thank you very much. And I'm, I was really happy to bring you on here as well. I was really excited. Awesome. And once you said yes, I was like waiting by Twitter, like, yo, is he going to say? <laughs> what is he going to say? Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm so happy. Yeah. Yeah. Really cool. You really got something going on. And I'm really, I'm really to be. Oh, well, thank, thank you very much. Um, uh, thank you again for being on. Go check out his Discord. And he also has a YouTube channel as well. You can follow his game development process. It's going to be youtube.com. Raphael, sorry, I don't know how to pronounce your last name. Hot? Hot? Yeah. H-U-O-T, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll put a a link up and it's also going to be in the description. And yeah, thank you again. Uh, You guys have a good night. Good night.